So we're back, and uh, we're a little earlier in the week, and god damn, what crazy fucking times it is. We've got uh, the eviction moratorium that just ended. Uh, we've got uh, BlackRock looking absolutely ravenously uh, just licking their lips at the thought of all this uh, property and real estate they're going to be able to take out of the hands of American consumers and rent to them later for more money. But anyway, that's not well, what we were talking about before we started. I think that they were banking on the extension, actually. Like, they stand well, to gain they are, more. I think. They stand to gain more if they extend it. Uh, simply because if they extend it, that's when the uh, the landlords go under. Right? If they don't extend it, then the landlords get to actually sue, kick out all the tenants, and get a whole bunch of new ones who are required to pay rent. But I well, can tell you, the if, thing if, is, they the there's also the possibility of emergency loans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to get diluted out. But if they can get the landlords to tip out, then they, they all of their they're all way overextended to begin with, and so all the collateral is the property. It's going to get oh, that's just swept. That that's it's it's true that they're overextended, but have no doubt anybody who's getting kicked out in the eviction is uh, going to have a hard they're going to have to pay a premium going back in right because that's going to show up on your permanent record and that's how they're going to the landlords are going to reclaim their losses right this is this is going to be a case where an individual or two individuals are now paying you know 50% more for their rent because they've decided to default uh, because you know even though they got crazy amounts of unemployment or kept their job or whatever the hell it is and they got you know more money than they've ever made in their lives. They couldn't pay their rent because the government's retarded. In a nutshell. But you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't. I I do hope some properties go under. I hope some stuff goes down, and then I will happily be there to gobble up my little share. We were waiting for for uh, we were actually my wife and I were waiting for a whole bunch of people to uh, start selling stuff. Uh, specifically, like vacation homes and whatnot, that we were kind of looking to looking to have is to see the liquidation of that, and I expect that to be happening at some point here. But I it'll be you're, interesting. Uh, you're looking to buy the real estate dip, as it were. Then I am. Uh, I am a capitalist. I take pleasure in others' pain. <laughs> well, you know, at least you're unabashed. So that's something that we're going to have to really get into some more depth on because there's a lot to it, but that's kind of a developing and just happened kind of deal. But actually we were talking about something a little bit different before we got on the air. We were. So why we were we talking about Craig's hands and what he likes to do with them. It was very creepy and weird. <laughs> Apparently he can bend himself over and clap. I just, Wait, you can horrifying, horrifying. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do with his hands. Can you not do that? Uh, well, you know, I think he was referencing the specific orifice that uh, he claps in, which was the weird part. Oh well. Uh, no. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it in in the right kind of porns, but you know, it's still you say, uncomfortable. You said you've seen it as if you'd been spying on me, which is just fucking disgusting. Well, you know, Florida's a. Uh, Florida's a very protected state, so, you know, those of us who work for the government, we have to get our kicks the old-fashioned way and peer through windows like creepy peeping toms. So we were talking about something very different, yes. Indeed. 
the first we thing buybacks and we were we were we i wonder if we should I, I just wonder if we should available. take a moment to to just offer our respects to kathy griffin and her four lungs why what what happened to kathy griffin uh, she's been exhaling so much fucking trash her whole life that it caused cancer oh shit that's and her lung yeah, that but it's only stage her. one. She's getting surgery like manana, and then she's gonna be back on her feet in a month. I mean, more still, trash. Uh, as, much as, as much as I am not a fan of the individual, I think wish her best, even if she doesn't wish it upon anybody else. Right? We can be the better people. I mean, there's no call for that, but okay. What's up? Oh, I say there's no reason for all that, but sure, okay, whatever. I mean, let me go ahead and just uh, read some of my favorite Kathy Griffin tweets here on uh, on this subject. Fine, discharge him. He'll probably croak on the toilet by dinner time. Is he dead yet? I have shit to do, thanks. Uh, that's two of them. I'm not saying that she's a good person. Somebody I'm just saying that as much of an no asshole pulse. as I am, I'm not going to sit there and take a dash at uh, somebody with cancer. So, somebody check his pulse. If there's no pulse, just go to bed. It's been a long day. This is Kathy Griffin talking about Trump when he had COVID. Just mind you. Yeah. I, I again, I am not a fan of her. And, and by the way, that would be Trump with probably more lung damage than she has right now. I, uh... I mean, I'm not saying that I wish recovery. death upon her, but I am saying that if oh, I no. went by her gravesite sometime after her death, I would at least spit on it. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, and then, uh, I'm not really saying I'm going to take a vacation to wherever it is that she ends up being buried just to do that. The key question then, uh, is not, not whether you spit on it. The key is, would you key clap is first? if she was on fire... Would you piss on her to put her out? That's wasting water. I would water. still. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is, I'm kind of a, I'm kind isn't of shy, a, so uh, you know. Isn't there a drought in California? That's wasting water. <laughs> yeah, you know, I oh, mean, and, think uh, about the farmers. You know, what another about one. Them? Um, another one regarding the VP debate is there. Is there a fly in his head? Don't give that poor fly the Ronan. No, I mean, poor thing. Ah, uh, sigh. You know what? I am getting so, sick and tired of this headset, too. Ah! So, I, so I, many things are failing on me. Cancer sucks. Like, it's unequivocally bad. It, it, it really is. It shouldn't, it shouldn't ever be, like, a thing anybody has to go through. But of all the yep. people that go through it... I, I mean, I, I can get behind like, that statement. Death, she, she wishes death and pain and suffering on just about everyone she disagrees with. I mean, I'm really not I, upset by her having to go through this kind of shit. I, and then, I like, understand having it, having her own words repeated back to her. Like, I, she's getting the care she needs. She's, I doubt, I hope she's not reading Twitter right now, and that she's just in the hospital waiting. You know, she's gonna get her surgery done. Yeah, undoubtedly, I mean, she's getting I, I understand. The best I understand all the caveats. I just, you that, know, uh, no, you know. And, and again, none of this is justification. This, you know. For me saying that she's a cunt because she's a cunt, and I'm not gonna ever apologize for saying that. Right, and well, I think that we can simultaneously, you yeah. know, call her out on her cuntishness, while simultaneously, you know, 
hoping that she gets better so that we can continue to call her out on our cuntishness. I also hope that she never fucking returns to the New Year's Eve show because, uh, again, someone someone earlier was just like, I don't, I, um, where was it? Blah blah blah. Kathy Griffin's going through rough times. If you jump on blah blah blah, uh, and you're act, you're acting basically like the liberals do when conservatives call them out for grave standing. I said uh, someone hasn't had to suffer through Kathy Griffin ruining every New Year's Eve until she was dropped. He said, why on earth would you willingly turn that on? I said, and this is true when I was uh, living with my parents and I was younger. Because had I not, then I would have been picking my own switch again. Because if you've never had that wonderful experience, it is one that makes you a man when you're like five. <laughs> yeah. Go pick up a branch in the yard, son. Yeah, that's really not something you want the folks to tell you to do. Oh my god. Everything's failing on me, boys. My headset actually might might be at the point where I might have to replace it. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Well, I can say that your your cheap skatishness uh, kept it going for some while, and I'm it, genuinely it, kind it of is, impressed. Look, it is still here's what going. you do it's with just... that kind of situation. You actually have the backup on standby if you know it's on its last legs. And you go, oh, well... I got a little more time out of it. At least I didn't waste any of the time out of the other one. And then you, you know what I, I learned? I learned from Six Sigma, my my Lean Six Sigma courses. Oh I learned I learned that uh, you know inventory is a form of waste. So fuck you. It's called having shit in your house. Except in this case, it would be functional shit, <laughs> not I have just random shit. Far too much shit in my house. Far too much. I have been a, a very successful progenitor of various items, uh-huh. and uh, they have accumulated. Yeah, I well, literally have more enough, shit man. to do and work on shit than I have time available to do it, which is one of the good things going back to lockdowns that I'm kind of looking forward to. Speaking of coming full circle on this. Having a little bit of time, <laughs> do a little bit of dance. So... It seems yeah, so, uh, the scuttlebutt out there is that uh, they're working on the big, special, important Pearl Harbor-esque 9-11 style speech to the public about how sorry they are about what they've just got to do. My fellow Americans, we're fucked. Remember, stand, bet- stand underneath the doorframe, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. So we've got all these illegal aliens pouring in over the border and, you know, we're dropping them off like little virus bombs everywhere on buses and planes. That was the thing, is we're using military resources to do that, too. It's not just in Texas. You know, it's everywhere they decide to offload them, which I'm guaranteeing at this point is in all the red states. Yeah, I mean, you can... And the argument could too. be made that biological warfare is being waged by the sitting government on the citizenry of the United States of America. I mean, we should oh, probably get in touch with someone at the UN because I'm pretty sure this is a war crime. But they're you know. all un- they're all unvetted. They're all untested. They only know that the ones that they have tested have COVID because they've been hacking and coughing right next to the ones that aren't. And. Uh, and these people are aren't from just like Guatemala or or uh, any other you know Nicaragua etc. They're from all over the fucking world. Like there's a ton of African migrants that are in the crowd there. There's people from Southeast Asia that are in there. 
it's it's not you know there's even people from the Middle East that are in there. It's not just Central and South Americans that are showing up at the border. Maybe even some of the dreaded Iranians. Mm. So like we're it's it's not like you shouldn't you shouldn't think of every, you know each one of them as being a potential Al Qaeda blah 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 thing. But at the same time, like the there's the non-zero possibility, and the policy that's in place isn't looking for them. Period. And this is above and beyond the whole fact that these people are essentially virus bombs. We don't know how many of them are armed, but that's a very a good simple way of looking at it. Yeah, a very well, I mean, good portion. It, it, it's really well, funny because they... the, the one thing that the, the one thing the Democrats came out and actually agreed with Trump on, of course they they agreed after they called him a xenophobe about it, oh, was yeah. locking down the fucking border. And then they started turning around and they started saying, "Oh yeah, you know, you didn't lock down the border soon enough," and all of this other hoopla. And now you have the exact opposite thing where we have this porous border and they're trying to deal with. I, I mean, realistically, let's be honest: the, the relocation of the immigrants to various points in the country has more to do with attempting to hide the crisis that's going on at the border than it does to, you know, secretly infiltrate the United States with COVID. But it has the same effect. Well, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's oh, not these secret, are economic it's migrants. overt, not covert. Of course. These are, these are economic migrants who are basically convenient Democrat voters in the future. Yep. And more importantly, uh, as far as Democrats are concerned, and Republicans, mind you, so that's part of the reason why it's not not getting fucking fixed. Um, they're also basically slave labor. Uh, they can they they are not subject to American labor laws while they're under the threat of being deported. Oh, there's plenty of stories about oh, exactly it's that. It's 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 horrific that that kind of that kind of leverage gets held over them. And here's the thing: while they're while they're getting a paper trail coming in, that's one of the that's the reason why they're sitting under that bridge and like a hundred degree plus heat. Um, it's because they're waiting on papers, and those papers allow them to travel using military resources. And at their destination, they promise to come back to the court once the court issues a summons. That's their whole legal basis of being in the country. Like the flimsiest basis possible. It's, there's a promise that they'll come back. Ten percent of them do. That's it. And that's of the summons that have been issued so far. My guess is that that number is going to drop like a rock. Wow. And keep in I don't mind, know if y'all can the hear ones me. who actually do yes, show up across you. the border. But this is pretty spectacular on my end. Oh boy. No. What's, What's happening on your end? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking he can't hear us. All right, my, my 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 old system is screwed right now. Oh well. Yeah, if he's borked. Well, <laughs> I guess we were kind of fearing that might occur. I and, can't uh... understand a word you guys are saying. <laughs> Sweet. It's like normal. Oh well, I guess that was uh was bound to happen sooner or later. Uh... Evan, you sound like Wally. It's crazy. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I kind of wish I was hearing this now. It is, it is bizarre. I, you know, I think, I think it's, it's got to be my motherboard. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is at this point because it seems to be having problems. It's not pulling, it's not pulling data from the landline that I got, uh, or the hard line. So it's diver, the defaulted you, to my wireless connection. If you fried your ports, not, then your mobo's got to be screwed too. 
You yeah. sound like a very, very, you know, 80s porn theater, Wally, Craig. That's also kind of cool. <laughs> and here, that's what it sounds like. I can smell the patchouli coming through the mic. Uh-oh. Nice. I tell you, it's very weird. I can imagine. Well, if you want to bow out for the night and get yourself oh, a new sigh. motherboard uh, overnighted, that's probably not Fucking a bad hell. idea. We're back to Wally. Well, you might want to do that before the lockdowns start up, too. Yeah, you really might want to go ahead and get that order in tonight, since uh, you know those lockdowns are probably coming. Well, the prices. Uh, Allegedly in about 10 days. Before the prices skyrocket. Yeah. Go ahead and get your ah. extras now. Interesting. So I actually saw a, um, I saw a video of a nurse uh, down here in Florida, in uh, Broward County. Um, Whoa, just came in. Oh, are you working again? Yeah, I'm working again. For right. for how long, I, I don't know. But Well, anyway, you should uh, go ahead and get uh, Mobo on uh, now we're back to order. Now right. <laughs> yeah, now. The moment then. the solution comes available. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should get on uh, anything, new egg, something, and get yourself a new motherboard on order tonight. So you can have it by the end of the All week. All right. Well, I'm going to say thank you guys very much for this evening. And I've got to go get a new motherboard. You get on it, brother. Be good. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace, yo. Later, man. Later. This is too bad because I wanted to talk about this one. All right. Uh, we'll get to it. If you get it by the Who weekend, we'll do like a little bonus thing. The, so so t as a reference point, my ping to di the Discord server is like 5,000 milliseconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. How the fuck is he still connected? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's amazing. That's five, five whole ass seconds. Holy shit. Wow. Huh. Well, so as not to completely bork this whole thing, I'm going to go ahead and drop you on out of here. Move him. Yeah, we're on um, okay. toast. Have a nice night, boys. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, man. Catch you later. All right. Well, I guess that was kind of uh, unexpected. That sucks. Yeah. I've been there. That sucks big. It does. Well, you know, these uh, Dude, sometimes had... these things happen live on air. I had, uh, what was it, 2015, I had, uh, you know, quote, the incident. There's, it, it doesn't matter what year it was. I had a, I, so I always, I always before that, recommended getting Enermax uh, uh, power supplies because they'd never failed on me. They're always, they're, you know, they chug along consistently year after year. Uh, I oftentimes was able to pull old ones and put them into new builds or uh, keep them as test bench supplies with a little modification. And then sure. I had one... That spat fucking copper out the back of it. Oh, jeez. Liquid copper out the back of it. Liquid? Yeah. I, oh. Yeah, it, it it didn't just short. It fucking fried. 
on the inside, and I went and I was like, "Huh, that was weird that the uh, the room went dark." I went back over, popped the breaker back on, came back over and flipped the switch in the back of it, and then I have orange come spraying out at me. So at that point, I you know I looked through and I saw where it got fried and stuff. I was just like, "Holy shit! How the hell was this design QA'd?" So uh, yeah, never again Intermax. Uh, that was a, that was a shit event that should never have happened. Yeah, that's a little horrifying. I, I got yeah. to be honest with you there. So, you know, then I, you know, I had to go through the hell of figuring out which parts got nuked by that, uh, which was fun. But eh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Power supply dying on you can be really bad. If it just dies, then that's not bad. But if it goes like nuclear like that, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so there was this, this uh, nurse in Broward County. Yeah. Um, I think she's, uh, she was a, uh, 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 surgical prep and uh, post nurse. So pre-op, post-op, uh, she would be like the intake, um, well, not, not intake nurse, the prep nurse. You know, and, and then she was talking about how they uh, they have families who can come back and see the patients uh, pre and post-op. And then uh, another, um, I guess the head nurse on the floor had, had told them that next week uh, is going to be a, a COVID crisis or whatever, and that they're, uh, they're going to be making so that families can't do visitation for pre and post-op anymore, just, you know, in case and so on. And she's basically, her, her uh, intimation is that somehow there's planning involved here. The thing is, in, in Florida and in, in the rest of the United States, just to be clear, uh, we're back to exponential phase. Um, so that's when there's an exponential rise in cases uh, before it kind of tapers off and goes more sigmoidal. Um, and so in the exponential phase, it's, it's power law behavior, which means on a log log plot, it's a straight line. And given the fact that the average incubation time or the mean incubation time is 5.1 days, the 99th percentile is 14 days. That lag means that out, out one week, it's very easy to predict in the exponential phase, the rising cases, because again, it's just draw the line a little bit further down the plot. So, you know, just to address that clearly, there isn't like some conspiracy or collusion going on in the background to uh, to impose some sort of manufactured crisis. There really is an exponential rise in cases, and it's happening in vaccinated persons too because it's an immunivating variant. Now, to a lesser extent, because there's still some immunity in the population uh, that's been vaccinated, but Certainly, vaccinated persons are are capable of uh, at least transmitting, if if not uh, contracting full disease, which is what it is. I mean, yeah, this is actually something we had before, discussed but... being uh, you know a real concern. In the case, what we were talking about more was the South American varieties, and I think this where did the Delta variant come from? Was that the English variant? The Delta variant is the Indian variant. Oh, okay, okay. Which had two different um, lines of mutation that presented at once that were both consistent with uh, breakthrough or immune evasion. Um, and and that's, that's not good. Um, and again, it is what it is. Uh, it's 
you have people that are out there circulating this stuff. And again, if you're vaccinated, you can still potentially transmit the virus. There's a couple day window where there's a numbers game as to whether or not you're going to be able to wipe out all of the virus before it can replicate. And it is possible that you can be shedding for a little while after that while your body mops up, even if you're uh, asymptomatic. So on average, that uh, there's three hops at herd immunity, and we've never been anywhere near herd immunity in this pandemic. So it is what it is. There's going to be more than three hops going on. And if it's sustainable circulation, then you have the potential for significant mutations to occur. Um, so it's and that's not kind of where we are. It's not just the unvaccinated plebs among the population that are causing the problems here. It's all the vaccinated people who are out there humping each other in the street. Uh, you know, I'm not saying like if you get vaccinated, you should never be able to do the rest of your life again. But at the same time, like before you hit herd immunity, which is a critical threshold to achieve, maybe you shouldn't go out there pretending you've already reached it. That was that was the the drop in lockdowns and the, the removal of mitigation measures given really modest amounts of vaccination that had occurred was entirely for Democrats to look good. And I would put it no better than Cuomo turfing all the seniors to hospice to die off. It oh, was yeah, no, it, it was an entirely uh, optical maneuver, and it, it uh, it's well, we're watching it backfire. And, and I told, like I said before, you t you saw the narrative flip, you saw how the Democrats suddenly had their grand reopenings of California and New York, and you know among other places, Virginia and a few others, they had their grand reopenings. They said their states are back, everybody can go outside and and uh, rub shoulders in public again, as long as you're vaccinated and have a certificate. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it, was complete it was complete bullshit. It was stupid. Never should have done that um, before herd immunity. And, and herd immunity for the original virus is, might actually be achieved uh, with continued vaccination. The Delta variant, there's, there's no fucking herd immunity right now for that. And, and it's kind of laughable that we would achieve it this year. Uh, we're already uh, eight months into the year, and the Delta variant's been circulating for, you know, what, uh, most of that. So um, the Delta variant's probably not going to have uh, a vaccine in the form of some kind of booster until next year, realistically, like early next year, maybe, if uh, if things are already kind of in trials. I know that the boosters that are coming out for the fall are just from the variants that were discovered last year, which did not include the Indian variant uh, or the Delta variant or, you know, the numbers associated. It's, it's, it's not including the thing that's currently causing major problems. So uh, P1, P2, um, those were discovered last year. Oh, the Brazilian um, variants we were talking about basically too. Yeah, Brazilian variants, um, your, your, uh, your California variant, your New York variant, uh, your, your UK and South African variants. Those are probably all likely to be in the mix. I mean, I haven't looked at the trials to find out at this point because, quite frankly, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, the same, it's the same shit again. Um, and and lockdowns are a real possibility. And it, here's the thing: is it's not the people's fault for a lockdown being imposed. Uh, that's one thing I should make very clear right now. Even though it it might sound like that's what's going to become at the end. This is not an argument for that. 
Um, if the government imposes a lockdown, that's not on the people. That's the government imposing a lockdown. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. I mean, well, and so specific to that the, point, the we can look at Australia. Immunity, yeah. I mean, they're, the, they're the perfect example of that. Like they've they've got super low numbers, and even when they get just the slightest flare up, they're going completely insane. They've got their army on the streets. It's... Now, here's the thing: is is the zero? So, if I were to look at this like from a military perspective, you gotta have you gotta have your secure zone, and then you gotta be able to build out from that. You know, at the border of your of your known clear zone see if they have any of the disease if they don't include them in the clear zone and then push the border out further new zealand was doing this very effectively until they allowed six people to travel and fucked it up their quarantine uh new zealand had like no cases for the longest time uh, they were covid free and then they had again six people show up and the whole country went back under because they had, they also traveled around and spread COVID everywhere. So it doesn't take a whole lot. And I, this is the same thing where early on, when you know the very beginning of this thing, we said should have had the border shut down by the end of January. It should have been like if you came in from somewhere else and you were an American citizen, so you had the right to entry, your ass should have been in a glass box for a month. Yeah, or but, you realistically. Know, Realistically, like at stage, a week. At, well, at, at that stage, I would be okay. Like, if we're talking about a handful, relative handful of people here, I would have been okay at that stage using taxpayer money to compensate them for being in a glass box for a whole last month. Because, what was it? By the end of February, we knew 27 days is the maximum incubation time observed. Well, that huh. hasn't I been mean, exceeded. I mean, that's actually quite reasonable. I mean, that's what we did with the Ebola patients. We took them to the CDC center. And kept them there yeah. until we and knew that they were safe. There might have been, it's possible there might have been a few thousand people that might have been affected, but a few thousand people being affected, and and, and really just being told, hey, look, you got a choice here. You can go back and continue your vacation elsewhere, or you can go into the box here, because we're talking about border security and national security at this point. Go into the box. You'll be paid. Uh, you'll have access to the internet and yada yada. Like here's here is a, a brand new laptop to keep and take home with you. Something like that would have been perfectly reasonable to me. You know, just that would have kept the country from getting widespread. Like imagine if we had done this level of stupid with a bad outbreak of Ebola that had the same exact kind of epidemiology. Like we would have had sh this shit everywhere. It, that would have been terrible. We had three people come into the country with Ebola in sealed containers that went immediately to facilities designed to handle that kind of containment. Yeah. Like, not just to a random hospital. Like, they went to the CDC's treatment centers. So... Yeah, it wasn't handled like something it, out of a Romero film. It was like... It was handled like it, something out of an instructional it, it, film. I still think even that was too much. I think they should have stayed on site where they were, and we should have sent resources to them instead of bringing them here. I think it was entirely unreasonable to bring that kind of a risk into the country. But, again, we handled it, and it was three people. So I think on the, on the scale of, of a few thousand, we could still make a reasonable case that we could do something like that. 
But then it snowballed and we, you got totally fucked by it. So this is, we're back to the same kind of situation here where we've got a rapid rise in cases and we've got, you know, so if we want to talk about like where culpability lies, I think, sure, you could make the argument that not reaching herd immunity is on us. But the lockdowns, that's on the government. The lack of the the crap economy right now is on the it's on the state governments and the federal government last year and this year. Uh, sure. Trump did fuck up in several ways in this. So you know he's his hands aren't clean on this. He did better than I think Biden uh, would have done or Hillary Clinton would have done. But he certainly you know didn't do amazing. He he's got great messaging. I'll give him that. Um, Although that fucks up in the media because then everything's on on the weird ass takes they take, and from both sides. By the way, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So like instead of having like and, and they have their own fuck ups like who like the the COVID numbers being on screen twenty four seven until uh until Biden got elected, you know, and and now you know they they're trotting out the police officers and shit. Yeah, I guess the third one committed suicide, which is tragic, uh, but that's going to be used as some sort of like fucking uh, excuse to blame half the country for shit that didn't happen. Oh, you mean uh, for a mostly it's, peaceful it's, protest? Well, it's it's not even it's not even that. Like, there are pe- people still say Sicknick died because of protesters on day of. Oh yeah, that he died seven hours and forty minutes after he was exposed to bear mace or bear spray. Bear spray. All right. So if someone decided to try and make an argument, and in, in, in it's bullshit, and they say you know it's stronger than mace and it's not. Um, it has uh, one to two percent of the uh, um, of the uh, uh, oleocapsaicinoids. Mace has like ten percent, but it's like uh, it's a different one. So the in terms of the the, like the Scoville rating, uh, bear spray is like three million, and uh, mace is like one million. But once you get past a million, it's kind of not a big difference. The big the major difference is in the delivery system and the concentrations. Um, you only allow you, you cap out like a two percent in bear spray because it's it's determined by EPA. Uh, standard. It's on the amount of the substance added in, not how hot it is. And uh, and it's also distributed as a as a fog, like a, a spray, not like a, a stream. Mace usually comes out as like a jet, and it's designed to hit the assailant and stick to him. Bear spray is meant to be uh, deployed as uh, in an aerosol-like form, like a, 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 a cloud of droplets. Yeah. And so that that immediately deters after a couple of droplets get inhaled or get on skin so bears dogs all the above etc it's all gonna it's it's a very simple deterrent using bear spray like mace you're not gonna get the same effect a human that's that kind of a cunt already is gonna continue being that kind of a cunt you're not gonna disable them it's bear spray is meant to irritate and and deter not to disable so moreover uh, all their rationalizations about how that could have somehow affected his heart, which wasn't included in autopsy, or caused vasoconstriction, which is well past the time where that could have happened. Seven hours, 40 minutes later, Brian Sicknick had two strokes in his uh, in, in his brain, uh, towards the brainstem. That's a really bad place to have a stroke, period. Oh, yeah. But to have two of them in a row, 
that's that's just a physical defect of the body. Uh, it was natural causes. He died the next day after telling his family he feels fine. Yeah, I mean, Which the only other thing that's going to cause something like that is a CIA redacted. But, you know, right. such well, things yeah. don't exist. <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the ice bullets. Right. Uh, those cause heart attacks, not strokes. Oh, well, there you go. So, so again, debunk. his heart was fine. Uh, his brain was not. So uh, it, was a, it was distinctly a natural cause of scenario. Sick Nick died from having two strokes in the base of his brain. And again, the brainstem area, base of the brain, all hor like the whole motor cortex area, that's all a horrible place to get a stroke. Yeah, that's that's like uh, where all the stuff that your body automatically does is. Yeah, so... Like your heart, that, your lungs, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So when he... he he probably like didn't feel much and and just blacked out and died. You know, he thankfully probably went very peacefully, relatively speaking. You know, maybe had like a, a minor headache immediately before that and then gone. Yeah, or, but they're still know. they're still touting him as as if like he uh, got killed by protesters. So a third cop committing suicide. Or or whatever. I think yes, yeah, it's, it's third cop committing suicide. That's horrible we're in august now and they're still talking they're talking about january as if it was yesterday well so, they're talking about january as if it were september and i'm sure you catch my uh reference right so if <laughs> so if uh if they're, they're they're trying to link suicides happening like now back to january well i mean i can kind of understand uh, some kind of, of the thing. some of the connections but they're not making them the same way i'd make them well it's, it's just like where does it end is the thing you know i mean how much information on hillary clinton did he have right uh, that's the question so i mean you see the same thing with the deaths that occurred that day you had five people die none of them were police officers none of them were involved in stopping the uh, riots. Um, the only one that actually got killed by another human was uh, Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, and she was killed by a BLM supporter. So you know we've right. got we've got really quite the conundrum there. But again, you know if you look at the uh, the Antifa activist video, uh, John Sullivan, which who you know totally isn't related to any of that stuff anymore. Uh, but if if you look at his video of, of Ashley Babbitt getting shot, she was told don't come through. Uh, I don't recall her being told come through or you'll be shot, but certainly she should have been able to see the two people directly in front of her with guns out, even though it was the guy to the side who shot her without her being able to see him. Well, it wouldn't really have been much of anything but, to uh, detain her again, at that point either. The other people that died in the crowd, which were all of natural causes, save the one person who was just hyped on a fuck ton of Adderall, idiot um she od'd and it looked like she got trampled but she didn't uh, she just od'd and, and died so but if you look at the way that's being linked like they started going further and further out in the crowd to point to the people that died that day to up to up the number and just saying all right you know after that you've got you got four or five people of natural causes uh or or their own stupidity 
and then you got the one person who was shot. Like, how many more people are going to add in? How, how about everyone that died on January 6th, period? Is the, are they all the responsibility of the people who were rioting? The 800 people who got in. Well, I mean, you know, COVID's responsible for all sorts of things. So, I mean, that's not that much of a jump, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's silly to me that they keep trying to reach for these. And I had to deal with this shit with my cousin who was going ballistic on me for this. Like, yeah, fine. Those people died, and um, and only one person was actually killed by someone specifically. Like, you know, one of them you could almost call it like an unintentional suicide, like this is an OD. But like the others, what was it, like a, a a stroke, a heart, like a couple heart attacks, and uh, uh, what was just like heart failure, congestive heart failure. It's it was. A couple of them were excited old people straining their heart to the exhaustion. You know, it, it's it's sad. It really is. But at the oh, same sure. time, like, it's not because someone, like, you know, someone didn't run up, yell a bunch of racial epithets, and then beat the shit out of their neighbor with the red hat on, which is what you, you'd probably think happened if you watched some shit like CNN. Yeah, like, for instance, if uh, we look at some of the... Uh quote-unquote commission and the uh testimony shall we oh, say that came word. out of the uh out of another blm activist actually who yeah. we have uh, seen attended numerous george floyd riots uh numerous blm riots uh, now i i cannot say if this individual actually participated in any of the rioting only that he uh his face appeared yeah he was there he was in support of the riots, and he brought his children like an absolute idiot to at least one riot. Holy. People who bring their kids to something like that, like, they shouldn't have their kids taken away, like, permanently, but their kids should be taken away and brought back to their house. And then they should be told, you have to go home to take care of your kids, otherwise we're going to take your kids away. Well, see, this is what police used to do. Unfortunately, this person is a Capitol Police and, officer. And I know that, that sounds horrible. That, that's, you know, that I've had trouble saying that because, like, fundamentally, that does, that does... Uh, um, it grates on the libertarian in anyone, but the well, thing about the it is, is... It puts prior restraints on free speech, which should not exist. Then again, you shouldn't be bringing your kid to that shit because it's child endangerment. You know, beyond the whole possibility of watching someone with their pants down walk by shouting about how great it is to be gay, like, and yes, I am absolutely including that month in this nonsense because it happened twice. The month, not the event. I'm sure, that's happened plenty more times. Oh, yeah, I mean, we all saw the uh, rainbow dildo oh. monkey. God, yes, the dildo butt monkey. That was insane. The the library fucking knew. Oh, and they, they, they knew tried full to say they, they were didn't. doing and tried to play it off. They yeah. tried to fucking say they didn't. Yeah, and then of course the guy in the costume, he fucking knew. He's a rainbow dildo butt monkey. I mean, how do you not know your? I mean, that's your shebang. That's your. That that's right, like your deal. You see, that's the, your bread and butter. The the well the thing is like that troop is like known for being eccentric, which is fine. But they are also told that they are going to be in front of children. Yeah, which so is, they pulled out. Not fine. So they pulled him out specifically, knowing his shtick. Right. 
Like, oh, we're going well, so, in front so of kids. Keep, well, let's get the one that's demonic in, that like is enamored with yeah, children. Keep in mind, keep in mind that the um, that that troop of characters. Think of them as like being like Cirque du Soleil. You have to be in character when you're when you're performing, etc. Like they're they're supposed to be kind of weird. At the same time, though, they knew they were going in front of kids. Right, so you don't send your rainbow dildo monkey. You send, you know, uh, Timmy the talking dog that has an existential crisis every now and then. Or you cut the fucking dildo off the costume. Yeah, for fuck's sake. I mean, at, I, is, at a bare is, minimum. Is it buttoned on or something? Because, like, you could just unbutton it and take it off. That would be good. You know, or is it Velcroed on? Just cut... My guess is that for something for a character that is designed like that, there's got to be the gag where the dildo comes off anyway. Just leave it off, you know. Or for the put or put fucking trousers on it and leave it off, you know. Some undies or something for the love of fuck. Like yeah, kids are gonna find out that monkeys have penises too, but they can find that out at the zoo, not in the fucking library. Or if they find out in the library, but let it be from either watching a nature documentary. Or reading a National Geographic magazine or something. Yeah, that's how we had to figure it out, by God. Yeah. No rainbow yeah, dildo so monkeys go to the in zoo, my childhood. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, is they don't have fucking rainbows on there. If you go to the zoo at the right time of day and you're a child, you will find out for damn sure that monkeys have penises. You will. You will. You'll see how they work and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe, you'll find out that zookeepers are either... Then you'll find out that zookeepers are either humans or very disturbed humans. Well, I mean, sometimes they'll just throw things at you and... Or or phased completely, like, you know, completely used to it. <laughs> well... Like, yep, that's Herbert, the, that's Herbert the Chimp going at it again. Yeah, one of those, one of those things you just kind of... It's amazing what a person can get used to. It really is. It really is. Like uh, the people that work in uh, the D.C. prison system. I mean, they can get used to, you know, watching people be tortured on a day-to-day -day basis and just be fine with it. Yeah, so it's, it's weird that, like, so so all these BLM nutcases or Antifa nutcases will just get bailed, they'll get bailed out of jail by a running VP candidate. Yeah. Or so, at the time, running presidential candidate. Yeah, so... Uh, our current uh, vice president was, uh, you know, actively aiding and abetting terrorist organizations. But, you know, that's just not something we really talk about today. But, you see, so these people would all get out on bail easily. There's plenty of money for bail to get the people charged for January 6th out of jail. But they're all being held without bond because reasons. And the charges they're being held on are... Are not um, do not rise to the severity of their of their treatment. They're woefully inadequate for what's happening to them. Like many of these people are held on Just trespassing. Yeah. Or or uh, or or uh, or uh, um, uh, what the fuck's it called? Uh, it's an interference. When charge. you're when you're when basically when you're an asshole in public. What's what the hell is it? Oh, uh, like a disorderly or whatever. Yes, it, yes, disorderly conduct. Thank you. Like, a lot of them are being held on trespassing, disorderly conduct, basically civil disobedience charges, which, yeah. by the way, they should have been charged with. 
if you're if you're being civilly disobedient, you take your you take the lashings. That's that's the price of the free speech at the moment, and then you take it to court and you win, and you go home with an extra couple thousand dollars because the lawyer takes the rest. You know, sure. You just you go through the process and you come out the other side and you're done. They absolutely should have been charged. Like they shouldn't be held without bail. You know, like in solitary confinement, put... twenty hours out of a day. No right. less. You now, know, I'm, I'm obviously not speaking for everybody, all... but you know, yeah. these are reports obviously, of things that are happening to individuals. My suspicion is that that's at most a handful, and, and probably for those who are, let's be fair here, there are probably a couple of sovereign citizens in that crowd. So I could see how this, the uh, uh, the civil disobedience probably didn't end outside the jail. Well, that's a possibility, but I mean, if we look at the, uh, what was it, the, Not the Q shaman right or whatever, held. you know, he, he turned his, uh, he just completely went turncoat as soon as he was given the opportunity. Like, oh yeah, you know, Donald ensorcelled me with his, his magic talk of, of walls and, and getting rid of illegal aliens. And, and I, I was, I was mesmerized you know, by him. If you're sitting there with the, in the face of the whole government coming down on your ass, I can give him a pass at that point. At the same time, like he wasn't relevant before, and he's probably never going to be relevant after. Yeah, I mean, you could. I, I would really hope you could come up with something a little bit better than that bullshit, though. I mean, that's pretty fucking thin. I mean, that's I that's. I mean, was, that is as thin told. as what they're, you know, holding people on. But then again, yeah, as you say, if that's what uh, they said, hey, you say these magic words, the things happen. Well, that's. Very you go home and you can have your vegan meals again. Well, I love that. His hunger strike was because he's a fucking vegetarian. They yeah. won't serve me the cabbage I want in jail. Well, you know, get in line, I guess. I mean, if the guy actually does have dietary concerns, they do, I believe, have to make well, considerations look. for that. There are things like being like having a medical issue that dictates it. Like there are people who are pescatarians, not by their choice. They would probably love to have a steak or chicken sandwich or whatever, but they probably also flop if they eat it. Or there's people that have like hemochromatosis that need to eat steak. So, like I, I get that there's that kind of an issue, but the way he sounded, it, it's. My guess he is didn't it's not to a guy. provide a uh, convincing like, case, shall we say? I don't think it's. My guess is it, it's. It didn't sound like it's a dietary necessity. Yeah, that's, no, that's okay. That's entirely possible, and I don't really talk about any of my issues, but I actually do have some of those issues. Uh, but you know, right. it's neither here nor there, so nobody really needs to know or care about that. And also, yeah, I. Yeah, when's the last time you heard me preaching about uh, my? Ultra specific diet. You're probably I'm not going to. I'm a fucking vegan. <laughs> and I'm not actually. Eggs I'm just awesome. fucking with you. Uh, no, 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 I, no. I love, I love that one. It's, it's just you know, just walk into a room. Wow, man, that vegan is a weird stuff. Actually, found the vegan. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, there's some weird, weird vegans. For sure. Especially the ones that try and force veganism on their pets. That's wrong. Don't ever. Dude, 
ever do that. Yeah. Please. Ever. If you're listening that to this and you're a vegan, don't do that to your fucking animals, please. Well, actually, they probably are at that point. Yeah, but I imagine that kind of crowd isn't going to really be our audience, so I really doubt this is ever going to reach uh, those ears. Well, I certainly hope not. If you're out there fucking an animal right now and you're listening to this, um, shame on you. Be and, better. Uh, Come on. Cops find you. Oh, speaking of cops uh, finding people, if somehow the corners of the internet that don't intersect where oh you God. would already know what's happened... Uh, one of the most oh famous God. internet personalities in existence has been arrested. Christopher Chandler. Mm, yes, Christian. Chris, Christian, isn't it? Or no, is it Christopher? Or is it Christian? It's uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's Christian. I think it is. Yeah, Christian Weston Chandler. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, I fucked that up. Christian Chandler. So, God damn. The fabled Christian has been uh, apprehended. After after some awful shit involving uh, Zimself well, and this... Zimself's mother, how far would this take us off of YouTube? After uh, after fingering his own mother repeatedly, who's got dementia uh, and can't fight back. Um, he went into graphic detail about this with uh, with a confidant, um, and and then that was relayed to others, and so he is now in jail, without bail on account of incest. Yeah, which is that. good uh, because that guy is so fucking god awful. Now we run into a peculiar situation here. Where depending on uh, now this is Virginia, right? Is uh yeah oh, let's see yeah it have to be if it was near Ralph. Yeah, so it's Virginia, so they're really progressive lately. So seeing as uh, uh, Christian has become Christine. Oh, I know where this is going, and I ho I fucking love it. I can't wait. There is the very real possibility that this uh, the quote unquote dimensional merge will uh, will result in Christine Chandler ending in a land full of boyfriend free girls. It's also possible that this will go to the U.S. Supreme Court at some point. Yes, true. It is it is a like it, it, and my guess is it'll be shut down in appellate. But supposing it happens, it is possible that you might have CNN making excuses for Chris Chan sexually abusing his mother, his disabled mother. That's a real possibility. And my, wouldn't that be an excellent position to be arguing against them from? Because, I mean, we've got the whole history of Chris Chan. We, from, uh... It's, the guy's indefensible. It's... Uh, utterly and completely. And, it, now, that being said, there are a number of individuals that bear a lot of blame in helping build this monster. <laughs> there Several doctors. Doctors, yes. Uh, there's a particular forum that I'm not going to say another word about that, you know, egged a lot of this on. 
because I don't want their <laughs> yeah. ire. But, you know, when when you poke uh when you poke a bear, sometimes a bear will roar at you and sometimes, you know, you just poke it enough that it just goes fucking insane. And sometimes that bear fucks its own mother. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. <laughs> And uh, here we are. And brags about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so... So, here we are. And it's... uh, The internet's gotten really weird. Really, really, really weird. But I guess, I mean, this really is kind of the cherry on top to the, to the uh, last madness-inducing week. So... A couple of points of advice going uh, directly forward. Stock up because the likelihood is if you're in a blue state and you're hearing this or if you're in a uh, blue region. Or a blue region, city. Or, well, yeah. no, blue region because I know we've actually... We have uh, Euro listeners and Canuckistani oh. listeners. So, you know, for oh, you poor bastards, do stock oh, up. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, they're not going to be nice to you. So if you're in a blue Lost city, blue coming. state... Blue country, blue region, stock up, get ready, and be very mindful of the programs you're provided. Because just like we were talking about at the beginning of this with BlackRock and the eviction moratorium coming through, they're going to be pushing for this worldwide. So it may not be BlackRock where you live, but it's going to be something. And they're going to be working with organizations like the World Economic Forum. Because we have to build back better, and this is really just so here. Here is a, a, a number of bricks in that wall. But yeah, please continue. So on, on the mention of the word program, uh, you you gave you sort of thought. Um, sure. So if you know the whole the whole vac pass uh, vaccine passport thing, and, and how it's it's a vaccine certification, not a fucking passport. People should be pushing right now to get the actual vaccine passports that already existed before they decided to push this stupid meme. Um, the ICVPs, the uh, International Certificates of Vaccine or Prophylaxis, or Vaccination or Prophylaxis, uh, also called yellow cards, or the CDC yellow card, or WHO yellow card. Oh, yeah, like the ones you'd use for international travel, right? Right. Yeah, okay. People should be pushing for that. Well, we have a standardized have system in place. Because they have that specific purpose, and if people are using those to go into a fucking Walmart, then they can actually have a, a way to push back against that by saying, why do I need this? I'm not traveling outside the country. Because you know, it also has written on it all the kinds of information you need to make the case that this really is just a piece of uh, documentation for international travel, where it is actually legitimate. Um, or you could also point, I, I think it'd be hilarious. I, and I wouldn't suggest ever doing this on, uh, seriously, but if you're required to use a passport to pass through the doorway to, uh, some store or outside of your own home, those doorways become ports of entry. And, uh, if those are ports of entry, then that means there's a border involved somewhere. And if that border is enclosed, then the question is, Whose land is it that you'd be residing in or uh, transiting? Boy, that you know, really which, does... Uh, which, that... 
that raises some very interesting, uh, legitimate libertarian concerns. Then, like you might just be a free man on the land, right? So, ironically, it it is again entirely facetious. It is something that should be brought up as a mockery of the system that is that is um, incepted it. But like, just the fact that that is a possibility to to make that as a and it could have weight somehow i mean I, if i was a judge i would laugh it out the court and say okay you know you know the 1-800 come on now what's your real argument thing uh but like it's 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 something that would have to actually be considered at some level like if, if you're making the case that there's a passport involved then you're making the case that there's a border involved and it's a, a border between what and what you can't just say outside and inside of walmart yeah, I mean, these do require strict definitions. Or, well, and, actually, again, the thing is, they would put it down without strict definitions, oh, but okay. as soon as it hits a court, it's going to require strict definitions, and things get interesting and complicated then. So another thing is, uh, just if you want to see, like, if you want to see real pushback that's actually effective instead of just marching in the street, and then, A, exposing yourself to more of a risk from covid uh, depending on population density, and B, potentially even exposing others, C, potentially prolonging the stupid. If you want to avoid that and do something effective, don't shop at a place that is willing to use a vaccine passport system. Oh, Period. Yeah. Don't go. Yeah, absolutely boycott any don't place that does dollars. that uses such a thing. Don't, and, and, and again, don't, don't support I, them, I would, and as a matter of fact, Go on your local social media, go on to your locals, go on to your next door, go on to your Yelp, and just make yourself clear and known about this kind of business. I wouldn't even say boycott. I don't like to use that word in these kind of situations because I think that that's something that's unforgivable. Uh, Or or that forgiveness is going to take both time and demonstrable change. So, like, say Walmart said, I, I keep using them as an example, but they're they're not an example here. You know, over in England, you know, you could say say Tesco's or Tesco. Yeah. Um, but like, say say Walmart decided that they're going to do vaccine passports. This is not this kind of thing that you go, oh, well, I'm just going to boycott them for a week or a month or you know or or a quarter. You just stop going there. Period. That's what they I've are done. no longer a business. There's no longer a business that is is willing to respect you as a customer. So they are no longer a business that you need to respect as a patron. You just you just don't go, and make it known. Uh, yeah, like you said, go out and tell people why you're not going and that you're not going. And feel free um, to be loud about it. Yeah, feel exactly. Free. As far as the boycott part goes, make the part where you announce to the world why you're avoiding such a shitty company the boycott part of it, but make the rest of it a permanent lifestyle change. This is the difference between, like, say, a fad diet and then getting healthy. You know, just cut that kind of shit out of your life. Find alternatives. If there's no alternative, that is a business opportunity waiting to happen. Sure enough. Well, I mean... People who are vaccinated also don't want this shit to happen. I'm one of those people, by the way. So... And, and I think, you know, Evans, uh, I think at this point, you're one of those also vaccinated and don't want a vaccine passport that you'd have to lug around town. That's it's so stupid. Like, it's a personal medical thing. If a company wants to ask you that kind of information and they have no 
what I would say legitimate reason to know it, then they can fuck off. Oh, absolutely. And I think they even, have no even right if to they, that information. They they have the right to ask, but they don't have the right to get an answer. Oh, yeah. And at the same time, they have the right to tell you not to go into their store, which you should absolutely respect. But I think at the same time, like even if it's an optional question, if they're asking me, I don't think I'm going to go to that place because that seems like a prelude to making it a requirement. Yeah, no, don't don't give your money to these people. It's it don't is, give them it your the money vein, or your time. It's in the same vein. So you saw it with NFL, NBA, uh, etc. You know, it's make go get broke a thing. It just absolutely should be a thing. Uh, for these, this, this is this is distinctly politicization that is occurring. You don't need to have a vaccine passport or whatever, a vaccine certificate, for a, like a company can make the store safe for people regardless of vaccination status, and they're going to have to eventually anyway because there are people who can't get vaccinated. Period. And they're going to start asking them, well, do you have a medical exemption? Now you need to prove that to a fucking company? I don't think so. Or how about this? Say you had the, you say you got uh, natural, uh, naturally acquired immunity. You got sick with COVID, and then you're fine now. You got to tell a company, you know, oh, I'm, I don't need the vaccine. Um, I, I got sick already. I'm fine. You know, then they might start asking you stupid questions like, well, how, when was your last PCR? Are you shedding? Now, for an airline, this all these things kind of make sense. Kind of. But given the way that thing, but again, this, so they intuitively make earlier, sense. But then, if the airline actually airlines a perfect example of this because you think about it, yeah, just right. This is the midwit thing, like the uh, the not so smart guys, like I don't know about this, or the not so smart guys, like it's fine. The midwit guy's like, well, you know, when we think about this and that they're all in the tube and everything else, I don't know. But then you get the the top-level thinker that says, well, actually, we consider this a positive pressure vessel. We have pressure coming from the top to the bottom that actually see these, despite the fact that they are sealed tubes, they are, in fact, some of the most safe places in the world right now for people with COVID to travel. Ironically enough. Eh, somewhat. Well, I so mean, if, if you have the, if you have the air vent open above your face, pointed slightly towards the aisle, you got a good argument. Well, as long as you're on the window seat. As long as the window seat. Yeah. Well. Uh, so anyway, the, so the point here being, like, given what we were just talking about earlier with regards to herd immunity and so on. Sure. At the same point, like, there should be no question, like. There's no real question about what the requirements should be because they should have been the requirements still to date because we haven't ever hit herd immunity. And, I mean, and even by serology estimates uh, from surveillance serology on uh, on the, the possibility for uh, um, immunity in the population, we've never been anywhere near herd immunity. Like you could make an argument that there's maybe uh, by surveillance you can make an argument that there's somewhere between like 30 and 60 percent um immunity in the population as of a uh, couple months ago but that's nowhere near the threshold that's needed and you know the more transmissible the disease becomes the higher the threshold of the population that that you need to achieve for measles it's 95 percent or so of the population that you need in order to get herd immunity 90 to 95 percent 
which is pretty close to what it's actually at. It's around, it's a little over 95% of the population that is vaccinated against measles. And, and a lot of that 5% that's left over is people who have medical complications. But a healthy portion of that 5% is also assholes or uh, unfortunate children of assholes. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, and then, of course, I lump in religious exemptions with the medical exemption, by the way. Just, there's, you know, there's legitimate medical issues, and, and then there's legitimate uh, religious reasons. Yeah, actually, on that vein, um, so something I got an email from Gab about, uh, Andrew Torba. Yeah, I noticed you talking some shit about Andrew about that. Yeah, that, that's, that is, he went past the line. Um, and I'll ex explain briefly why on that. It's not that and this is concerning the military. Um, uh, so, our, so our service members are gonna get, are getting a mandate, basically, and and you can see why. Uh, they get they are told to take all kinds of other prophylactics and vaccines, etc., as part of their service. Why this one in particular is different is bonkers. Well, and, and not just, that depends not just on like, what you think. And not just like all that. Yeah, but. not just not just the ones that are like classical or old tech, etc. They take all kinds of new shit too, and they are oftentimes people that are put in through trials, so voluntarily too, mind you. So it, it's oh, I've got a buddy that's. Like agent, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I've. I've heard some interesting stories yeah. about that. I have a friend who has a vaccine that uh, they deny exists, but he's got the paperwork of it. Right. Sure. It, it, shit happens all the time. So like, if you go over to the Middle East, you're loaded up on malarial prophylactics. Just it is what it is. You know, if you head, if you head outside of the U.S. and over towards um, uh, Africa, uh, Middle East, Europe, or Asia... You know, basically anywhere, realistically anywhere outside of the U.S. that isn't like Canada or the U.K., you're going to get some kind of malarial prof uh, prophylactic as a uh, service member. You know, maybe Japan, you're probably going to be fine there, too. They, I, don't, I don't know if they uh, issue them there. But certainly if you're going, if you're doing any tours over the Middle East, you're, you're giving all kinds of prophylactics. So... Uh, the SARS vaccines that uh, that failed from China, well, eventually there were other SARS vaccines that were created uh, that were functional. Those are used as prophylaxis. Um, MERS, same thing. So, like, th this kind of stuff does happen. Well, anyway, why don't you yeah. explain what's, yeah. uh, what's going on and what's got your ire here with him anyway? So, it's it's not just... So, he, he, started, he was providing for religious exemption which I think is legitimate. But then he goes an extra step further and provides not just um, ways to game the system if you're vaccine hesitant or you're being obstinate, which is totally up to you outside of the military in this case. Uh, it's a volunteer service. If you don't want to take the vaccine, you feel that strongly about it, leave the service. Just don't do it. And honestly, now is probably one of the better times to find yourself out of the service. It's not a fan of you if you're a fan of the U.S. Yeah, there's that too. Well, that's the problem. That's the catch twenty-two. Is if you thin out all the sane people, then you're only left with the 
the blue-haired crazies defending the country. Well, you know, perhaps, um, you know, a crushing well, you know, defeat. Unless you find out the three, you find the three percent, right? Uh, so the the thing that, that pissed me off is uh, is the part where then there's additionally provided practical reasons why it's not even necessary, and, and that's that's going that immediately goes to anti-vax. Like that that is no longer like that's not even gaming the system uh, to to take advantage of religious exemptions. Uh, you know, just to just to get out of getting a shot. That is actively being anti, uh, against vaccines it's there's it's a vaccine he's against it like and, and this is a vaccine as in there is the option of getting the jansen vaccine it's bullshit uh it's anti-vax and it's bullshit and I'm, you know he might have some both have some uh backward ass justification for it it doesn't matter it's at that it's it's past the line that's you know replace covid with measles at that point and he's an asshole Yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from. But... Like, there's a pretty fine line <clears throat> there between do what you want, there should be an option for you, and don't get it because there's no reason to get it. Like, it, there's there's a line there, and he crossed it. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, it's his that right mean, to... Like, he it's should his go to right jail to or anything. He shouldn't go to jail or anything. If, like, at the same time, I'm going to point it out if I see it, you know? Oh, that's fair. I was getting shit for that. It's like I'm sorry, but he said it. Well, you know, shit, I, you know, I I can't really take much issue with that. I mean, as long. And as then I had people uh... come into a conversation with me that totally expected me to just be some, you know, lefty nutball, ended up agreeing with me at the end. It's like yeah, and then you see here's where he said this, and they say, yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's what that's the problem. You know, if you don't want to say something about that when you see it, that's also your right. You don't have to. I just thought that getting that in my fucking email inbox, seeing that from Gab, of all all places, it's like, you know, it, he has the right to say it, he can send me the email, I can absolutely talk about it. Well, that's fair, you know. Um, I got no issue with that. I will say the guy, too, he's a little bit bombastic, and he seems to have he's a bit of a, a short temper. He's also a cunt. And I told you about the whole thing with Goddard's getting on to Gab. And how that went down. I don't think you did. Oh, no, that was fun. Uh, I, I made the account. Um, and then Lisa got on there. Uh, she uh, I hadn't gotten her the password yet. And uh, Andrew Torba, who basically made Gab to get away from the Epeen sucking horror uh, story that is Twitter, decided to suck some Epeen uh, the moment that um, Godfrey Elfwick arrived at Gab. And he took the account from me and gave it to Lisa. And I tried to DM him about this. And fortunately, this is when the DMs would die after 24 hours. So beyond like a screenshot I have buried somewhere, there really isn't any record of this any longer. Unless, of course, he was lying about that and they have the records backed up. So that's, a, again, a little catch-22 that kind of sticks in the craw. Uh, but he was a bit of a cunt to me about it. You know, basically saying at the end, well, you know, it got to where it was supposed to be, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's, it's not, the whole point is that you're not supposed to be that guy anymore. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not supposed to be Twitter 2.0. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out it is. Um, and that was like from the very fucking start of Gab. It's been like that. So that whole freewheeling thing, like, you know, Dissenter, I think is hilarious. 
um, especially given the way that Gab started. It's, it's it's all the same shit. And it's it is what it is. You know, it's already it's it's done. Like I'm not gonna you know, I wouldn't go after the guy for this kind of shit. But at the same time, like if you're going to Gab expecting a wholly different kind of uh, treatment. It's 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 a different crowd that are the Twitterati on Gab. That's all. That's the big difference. It's a different group of people that get the power there. True. Now that said, you probably won't get banned as easily probably. unless you're posting porn, uh, or unless you say you decide to make an account. Unless you or unless you decide to make an account for the character that you participate in on another platform, and then another member of your group goes and tries to make the account. And then they rip it from you and then hand it to the other person. That's a it was claimed that it was in person. It was claimed that it was like in person impersonation or name squatting or whatever. It was some bullshit justification. And it's like, no, I'm also that guy too. Well, that's, it's like, and do you have proof of this? Well, yeah, I have this screen cap of our alts and no, I don't have access to it immediately because he just got fucking suspended. So it's it was it was a known asshole move. Like it, it, like the guy knew I couldn't get in to get another screenshot of me inside the account. He knew that there were multiple people that were using the that were running the account, and he had to have some inkling that I was one of them by the time I got done with the conversation with him. And he just genuinely fucked up, and instead of owning that. He decided to try and make excuses and then make it somehow my fault. I'm not the one who ripped an account from one person and handed it over to another because I was looking to suck some meme peen. That was all him. I will say so I he's uh, he's a very short sighted kind of guy sometimes. So you know, I've actually seen that in some of his interactions. He's again, he's it's very already quick happened. To do he, things. I can see, you know, I know he's bombastic, etc. I can see how he would have thought of, how he could have seen things slightly different, etc. And again, with the email, I can see where he's coming from, kind of. And then I can also see where he steps over the line, and uh, I'm not expecting him to give a rat's ass about what I'm saying right now. No, and the odds of him and, being you know, quite frankly, not the highest, but, you know, who knows? Quite frankly, I'm not seeing, like, anybody else to be given too much uh, concern to this, either, if you're on Gab. But point being, again, that it's if you're looking to find something that's significantly different from Twitter in terms of the power dynamic, it's just a different set of people at the top on Gab. Same exact kind of thing. You have the inside crew. You have you're, you're effectively you have your checkmark class. Yeah, indeed you do. So that's it. You should follow us both on Minds. Same uh, same usernames. <laughs> that fake guy Dan and right. CraigBob99. Oh man! If you want a genuinely superior and more old school Twitter style experience, Minds is the place to go. Not brought or, to you by um, Minds. I am available. Right for a or uh, fee. or, or uh, go to a go to a federated uh, system like Post P O A S T P O A dot S T rather. Oh, you can find um, us on Telegram as well. There is uh, uh, true. There's going to be a link in the, the thing below if you actually want to look us up there. Or if you want to link to the Discord, you know, that's fine too. Because if I've got a listener out there and you're not on the Discord, I would love to have you in there so you could more easily ask you questions know, and interact. So 
So um, do get are in we, touch. So I, if you, I don't know if you've, you know, this is more inside baseball talk than than show talk. But like, if you, I don't know if you saw how we set it up in GGP, the other server. No, uh, like you can have like a public and you can make kind of public and kind of private setup by by your um actually clearly you've already figured it out somewhat because you have like the on-air hangout lockdown yeah i've by, got uh, some um, things figured out but i still don't know my way around discord really well enough to do quite so all you can do that kind of thing as well to. with permissions with permissions and um and and uh the label ranking and so on like the the roles um you can you can pretty well barrier off the the private stuff or like the 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 inside stuff from uh from general public if you want to make like a general public area. Well, that's basically what but, exists right now in our server. I've got right. a general area. Somewhat, yeah. And if uh, you want to do, well, I the the main gatekeeping is so, it's just us that can send out the invites, so they only go to. Yeah. You know, select individuals until we get things well, so more, that was the down, I was, more professional. Right, that was the reason I was bringing that up. Is is uh, is right now? It's not going to be a link in the description of any wherever you find this, but potentially in the future it will be. Right, as the is the end. I think the ultimate goal for the Discord server is to make that a possibility. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I want this to be yeah. a little bit more live and a little bit more interactive, because yeah. It's just a more fun experience, and you get a better, you get a better radio show vibe when you're live mm -hmm. with people. You know, another one, another um, uh, server that that actually did pretty does pretty well with this uh, by overall structuring is um, is uh, Carl Benjamin's uh, server. So Sargon's uh, Sargon Avakad's uh, server. I can um, believe that he's been doing this for some while. You know, it's funny. Actually, uh, I went to dinner uh, the other night with, um, so I had a friend in town, and uh, so me and a couple other guys, um, we went to dinner together, and I found out that one of them is actually a regular list, a regular watcher of uh, Ethan's kill streams. Because hmm. I, I, so Nora came up in conversation. Um, I think it was because my skin's darker than hers still, <laughs> huh. which is always funny because. Uh, I I piss her off with that so much. Like I I spent like a decade inside getting like whiter, and you can see like my undergrad pick. I am I'm I'm definitely tanned from being outside in the Florida summer, and it's like I, you know Nora, I'm darker than you in this picture, and she gets pissed. Like I'm not white. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> then I come back down to Florida recently. <laughs> I brown myself back up. I sent her a picture saying, hey, Nora, guess what? That, you know, that's definitely what happened. I, I brought that up. Uh, <laughs> and, and and one guy says, uh, what's the last name on that? And so I, that's why I found out that he, he had been, uh, I guess, a listener of uh, Ethan's. Hmm. So I, I, it's it's just, you know, funny because I, I talked about Sargon just there. Uh, it was funny. I got to bring that up. Like, yeah, all these other people that we've, had in on our streams in the you know ancient history now from 2014 yeah onward. it's kind of a small world i mean i i yeah. know for a fact we have a crossover among listeners and i don't know right. if you know but i've been on the kill stream uh that was yes that was right you before the before. uh right before the mundane mat thing happened as a matter of fact right no yeah. I, i've been in there before too yeah, it's, um, just, it's, not, it's a small world sometimes. Yet. 
I don't know if he called it the kill stream yet, but back when Nora was making him be friends with me still, uh, or acquaintance with me, right. um, I'd gotten onto his show a couple times. Um, well, I think I think that might have stopped after I undeleted one of. I, I, yeah, I undeleted his drunk stream, and he was not happy about that. <laughs> ah, that's fair. Well, at least I, to give him I, credit, I'll, I'll begrudge him that. You know, he's he's at least embraced all that, you know, and he's really kind of, uh, he owns all of it anymore, you know, instead of uh, running from it for like a lot of uh, a lot of other people do, you know, so credit where it's due. For a lot of things, I'll say, yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll hold my tongue on some other bits. Fair uh, enough, fair enough. For, for other people's privacy, uh, and, and also not to be uh, just... And, overly antagonistic it's not about him well sure enough you know and i'll be honest i'm still on good terms with the guys we're acquaintances right. and you know i i'm not More looking to burn day. any bridges with anybody if i can avoid it now that being right. said if i've got some bridges with some people still left that i haven't burned i don't know how i missed them but you know who you are <laughs> anyway i've got a couple of last things i was wanting to go over two of yeah. them Touching on uh, Fauci and kind of really tying together. I dropped them both in the uh, staff chat. Oh my god, that fucking cunt. Yeah. Excuse me. No, no, you're good. Uh, so we've got <laughs> them both coming out of the National Pulse because, uh, well, you know, nobody else really wants to do this reporting. But uh, just recently, the database, uh, the NIH database that we were able to use for quite some while that was just... Uh, obvious and direct link like here's the money here's where it went here's how it was spent yada 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 uh, that's gone uh, so that has been taken offline yeah the uh, NIAID funds the... oh oh okay yeah the NIAID uh, fund okay yeah so that yeah the NIH.gov <laughs> database what, what the fuck hold, hold on hold on what do they think that's going to do Everything, like, it's all public, and it's all archived, and everyone already fucking knows. Yeah, you've just, you just and, dug and, a couple and extra not feet. not just his, not just his, but whatever they, like, if they think that they're going to hide something from the date that happened backwards, it's all archived, man. It, it's, it's a done deal. There is... Yeah, it's far too late. Shit. I mean, what you're doing here is you're just basically boring. holding up a sign saying, hey, look at this. And, and furthermore, it can be FOIA'd. Like, right now, they basically begged, like, just, you know, uh, uh, who the fuck's the, uh, the guy who goes on, like, Fox and shit every once in a while? Um, uh, the guys who, like, go, who, to government accountability. Oh, uh, not uh, Veritas, but, um. Well, hell, even Veritas, like, basically, it's, it's, so these kind of things can be, like, you know, anywhere between like two and five grand, depending on like the extent of the search that's required or sure. the uh, the effort that's needed, it can actually become a, a pretty penny for a FOIA. But uh, um, yeah, it, and I keep tip of the tongue in myself on his name, so sorry if I'm sound like a bowling idiot for pausing. No, I kind of know who you're talking about too, and I can't remember either. If he wears the fucking polo shirts. He's got the gray hair with like the the shortcut. God damn it. Um. But anyway, this this right here is a perfect example of a uh, of a legitimate use for a FOIA. Just FOIA the fucking database and then reflect it publicly and and give them the middle finger. Like any if if your organization has like 
10 grand to spare, just file the FOIA and say, that database, I want it. And that's easy because then they just copy the file. So, like, it's not like they can have some long, horrible, drawn-out thing where they have all these excuses. They can try that, but you can easily sue for that in court and get it just... Uh, uh, get it just um, uh, sent right back to them saying, yeah, you're going to do it, and you're going to do it now. Get an injunction for relief, and then tell them uh, they have to do it. So, yeah, th this database, that that's that was already scoured like hiding it now is the is a petty stupid move and they that means in my opinion they think they have something else to hide oh absolutely this is absolutely kind of a uh, this is really a barbara streisand moment it, yeah it, it's it's categorical it's stupid yeah i mean you're you're painting a target on yourself by doing this oh and and unrelated i i'm guessing unrelated um uh, Fauci news there was that one video of him going around twitter he still had his accent. It just, you know, he just, there's just shit audio. Like, if I had to guess, like, if, if, if there was an argument to be made for a realistic deep fake, that was a pretty realistic deep fake if it was one. But his accent was there, and I think it was just shitty audio. I don't think it was a deep fake. I mm. think his, the connection was just crap. I think I missed what you're talking about because that doesn't sound familiar. There was, there's a, a video going around. It might have been another one of those Pacific things. There's a video going around, and the, the um, person who tweeted the video out said, you know, where does accent go? And he sounded like he still had his accent. It just wasn't as clear. His speech just wasn't as clear. No. And, and so and my guess is that maybe one or two of people in the audience have probably seen that. I, I think I yeah, commented on it on, on Twitter, so... There's a chance they might have seen me say something. Could be. I mean, obviously, it's not something of such great concern that it really rose to the level of much right. public discourse. So, but again, get well. There's you know there are basically there's the one tweet saying where does the accent go, and then everybody underneath replying, "It's there, man." Yeah, well, fair enough. And one other thing, I do want to kind of jump back to real quick yeah. as I'm just considering it. Uh, something you mentioned with that. To anyone who's hearing this that is vaccine hesitant, I completely understand, and I am actually kind of with you on the mRNA vaccines. But please, 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 please consider the Janssen Vax from Johnson & Johnson. I'm not telling you to get it. I'm not going to hold it against you for not getting it. Legitimately. But if you and find yourself in the situation that you must become vaccinated or you must fight and you don't want to fight, there is an option that is legitimately safe coming from a hyper, hyper skeptical individual regarding this particular technology. So and, take that for what it's and worth. This, and, you know, and not even saying that this is going to be balancing things because I would say that in the balance, we've done pretty well already in the past. I'll make the same kind of argument you know, in in much in many fewer words here, that Pfizer is uh, of the two mRNAs. Pfizer is probably the one to go with. It's one I went with. Um, it's to my in my opinion it has the better safety profile between it and Moderna. That both have, in my opinion, good safety profiles, uh, consistent with any other vaccine really. Um, so I would say that all three of them are fine. They're all great options. 
to go with. I would um, say they're not, people but, you are, know. But I, but I do endorse one. So, you know, more take that for what it's worth. More importantly, both of us will agree on this. You should go and talk to your doctor before you go and get a vaccine. If you make have a sure doctor. Make sure you can get a vaccine. Make sure if... If you don't if have, you a, have doctor, a doctor, please, please try to do thorough one. research. I, well, it, maybe, it, maybe you're a person like to, me that one. kind of doesn't trust doctors. Do right. your research. Do it thoroughly. Make sure you actually understand what you're looking into. And take it from folks a little bit wiser than us that can give you real answers about these things. So, so what I would say is if you don't have a doctor or if you have a doctor... If you, I would say, you know, obviously do your research first. If you got, if you got a doctor to go see, or you can schedule with a, uh, if you know, there's like a doc in the box, that's like going to take the time because you're paying for it, then show up and have your concerns. Like say, Hey, look, I want to talk about vaccines. I'm not so sure. There's these. There's this family history uh, of these certain circumstances. How do these? How are these going to affect things? The uh, the medical term for not being able to do something is contraindicated. Uh, so you can say, doctor, um, are there any contraindications for any of these vaccines for me? And you know, say here are these concerns I have. Can we go through them? Uh, and it might it might take you one or two appointments to uh, to get through that. But if you find the right doctor, then you'll get your concerns addressed. But more importantly, it's about your personal health. Uh, this is a personal health decision. It never should be a like public health is an aggregate thing. It should never be a personal imposition. So it is your personal health. You should be self-actualized and defending it and, and um, taking care of it. So I would say seeing a doctor is the right thing to do to make sure that you're not going to get like, if you have any family history or concerns, uh, you should talk to a doctor to make sure that you've got the right ideas going forward so that you don't like uh, unnecessarily expose yourself to an enhanced risk of a bad reaction because reactions do happen. And there is a fraction of the population that cannot be vaccinated. And unfortunately, some of those people find out while they're being vaccinated. And it's it's not very many people. We're talking about you know, like less than a hundred a year, but it's still a thing that happens. Or if you've got uh, cancer risks, that yeah. seems to be a that's actually I'm noticing a pattern with that. A lot of well, people with cancer recovering from cancer or in treatment for cancer are well, seeing a lot of uh, a lot of like caution involving that. And so if you thing, if you are in that group, you have a doctor. Talk to them about this. Yeah. So if you ha if you're in that group, it's not just that there's the potential for a complication with cancer being involved. It's usually you're immunocompromised to some degree, and you're probably not. It's if you're not going to get a reaction. So so if you get a bad reaction from say drug uh, combinations or what have you. That's one thing to consider, but the other possibility is that you will simply not develop immunity from it, which would be bad. And if you're taking a live virus vaccine like the uh, Janssen vaccine, which is based on adenovirus, then you also have the possibility of, of making yourself really sick with something that you should not be getting really sick from. 
And like that is that is taking a live virus instead of just the instructions for a little piece of a virus. So that means you could actually make yourself really sick from a a real live virus that's trying to kill you. Yeah, that that could result in a very strange thing as well because yeah it being a genetically modified adenovirus to have these spike proteins it i i can imagine that's not something you would want to be infected with so again if you're in that position you have a doctor make sure that you speak with them at length about it it's yeah and it could save your your time at the doctor if if it's your doctor it's your time with your doctor that you're paying for so you know up to a reasonable limit assert yourself politely and make sure that your concerns are addressed or you know come back for another appointment if you have to you know uh but make sure you're not going in blind i think is is my advice and and again my other advice and you know i'm still resolving certain other issues uh involving this my my other advice is to get a follow-up antibody test well after when you're supposed to have uh your full immunity get the antibody test you know check to see did it work do you have the uh antibodies that are consistent with uh immunity and you know and there's also the possible there's a possibility that you might not have sufficient in circulation at the time for a positive on one of the two uh in the tighter but like it's if you get at least one of the two you're probably gonna be good and you shouldn't you shouldn't have igm oh Suffice to say, you should get the antibody test just to see if it worked. And, and beyond that, you know, you'll, that. you'll be answering that uh, conspiratorial question of, did I get a did I get a saline injection? Well, you'll know. Right. Well, it, there's also the possibility. So, so if you haven't gotten the antibody test prior to the vaccination, getting one afterwards leaves it ambiguous. So, if you really think that you had, say, you had the possibility of acquired immunity naturally acquired immunity prior to a vaccination and you want to know that for certain then you got to do things in the right order that being then, said you know, actually that, that's, that makes you more that's like a, a very PC power user <laughs> well that's a, that's actually a really important point you're making we should probably touch on it for just a quick second before we move on sure because if we look at the study that just came out of uh damn it okay uh i will link it because we talked about it in the last show but the study okay. that just came out uh, that it's basically saying that if you've got your T cells, if you've got a natural immunity from this, that it might be wiser not to go ahead and get vaccinated. You could be looking at potential right. issues. So, so we don't want to length about that. I think last time, right? Yeah, indeed we did. So if, okay, good. <laughs> so if you think you've been sick and you're thinking about getting the vaccine, you oh, know, I would maybe... absolutely get the uh, get the antibodies test as a bare minimum just to see if you have the acquired immunity. Yeah, and not only that, you're going to be able to use this to uh, say you've got your employer or whatever, like, hey, listen, the studies oh, yeah. are saying this. This isn't even an approved thing. It's emergency approval. You know, I've already been sick. Here you go. I've got the antibodies. You know, the science is out on whether it releases, uh, whether an immu- immune uh, natural person or a person that's got uh, you know, artificial immunity by way of one of these vaccines has more or less shedding. By the way, it appears that that's actually exactly the same. If you are so shedding any on vaccines on, or shed, inter- not vaccines, shedding uh, 
antibodies. Yeah, you're not shedding vaccines. So to interject briefly there, um, the the virus that's being shed. So that that hasn't necessarily been so. Just SARS two COV or SARS CoV two that that has been determined that if there's there's a or in my estimation it looks like it's it's reasonably determined that there's approximately equivalent viral shedding and viral loading but um, that so that doesn't account for any difference in in variant or um, or uh, lineage so it is it's entirely possible that a person who's been exposed to wild type, that would be the original. If you ever hear them talk about wild type virus, they mean original uh, SARS-2 virus. They don't mean um, like uh, some other new thing or, or, or whatever. It's it's the one they encountered in the wild, the wild type. Or in this case, basically, we'd be talking about kind of the alpha strain. Well, no, so there is an alpha variant that is not the wild type. That's the problem with this stupid system. That the really? WHO okay, to well, I... Yeah. Yeah, I know. I well, know. actually, you know, that, that is a valid point, though, because actually what would be the true alpha type has probably been destroyed in China. Well, I think that it's it's circulated around a lot of the planet and uh, it's it's uh, certainly not the dominant strain now. But I think that there may be a small background of it, but it's probably mutated out of existence because it's been selected out by by different selection pressures, certainly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I, so the the uh, the lineage for the shed virus was not correlated in study, so at least not to my my reading yet. So that would be interesting to see because I, I while you can theoretically, having been vaccinated, shed uh, uh, virus that you've been exposed to. You know, remember we talked about that numbers game that happens in the first couple of days, and there's maybe a little bit of lag as your immune system catches up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible to asymptomatically shed virus while vaccinated, and again, at herd immunity, there's about three hops on average before extinguish. Well, uh, that I mean, we uh, look at the happens. at the high efficacy of the uh, the mRNA vaccines. Just looking at the numbers, it's not a hundred percent. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. there, there's that three percent, that five percent, that six percent, whatever percent. That's it's just it's going to well, happen it's anyway. Gonna, that's that the the efficacy is going to continue to drop as the variants distance further away from the original virus. That's just the way it works, and the way to stop it from getting so distant prior to herd immunity when it can quench and no longer become a circulating virus, which limits the mutations significantly. You'll notice that the MMR doesn't have to be given every year, every few years. It's given like the once. It's because the circulating volume of virus is so low that mutations do not have a chance to achieve a threshold for uh, infectivity in others. Like you can't. Well, just like why we're not immunizing people for polo or polo polio or smallpox anymore. Right. So. Um, so outside of the U.S., they still vaccinate for polio. Sure. Just by the, you know, but inside the U.S., you're not going to be vaccinated against yellow fever, uh, typhus, cholera, uh, the plague, etc. Like these things, you just you don't need to have prophylactic or vaccination for because we wiped them out using prophylaxis and vaccination. So 
like the 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 way to stop the variants from getting away from getting out of uh, um, the the vaccine coverage so quickly is to limit the overall volume of circulating virus, and that doesn't really work effect doesn't happen effectively until coincidentally around herd immunity, which is when you also are protecting the people that can't get vaccinated, or worse yet, the people who are vaccinated who do not retain immunity. Those are the people who are completely screwed because they think, unless they tested for it after the fact, they think they're covered, not realizing that they're not immune. So it's it's that's the group that's completely screwed over but you know it's a small enough percentage if you get a high enough coverage that it's not going to be much of an issue again at her immunity so uh it's it's the way to the way to stop those variants from becoming problems is to stop them from developing really in the first place and true enough and it sounds it sounds sisyphean but we eradicated smallpox from the planet period we eradicated polio in the country, yellow fever in the country, all these other things in the country. We can do the same thing for, uh, we can eradicate malaria for only, a, uh, for less than $10 billion. Uh, uh, so look up um, Bjorn Lomborg. We've talked about him previously in, with when it came to climate change um, and looking at the cost-benefit analysis. He pissed off a lot of people by doing a cost-benefit analysis on 10 major problems facing the human race. And one of them, of course, was infectious diseases. All right, so what are the infectious diseases we could eliminate? Turns out for less than $10 billion, we could eliminate malaria. I mean, wow. and, and you could, you could that's, probably that's tack big. on a zero. You could probably tack a zero on if you wanted to, just you know, for safe, safe uh, accounting. But this is the disease that is, is responsible by itself for the death of over half of all humans that have ever lived. Just to put that in context. Yeah, that would be kind of a so big we, thing to get rid of. So if we can get rid of now, you know, I have I have other friends with their various um, biases that think that getting rid of a disease that prevents overpopulation of the earth uh, by undesirable people is already a, a bad idea. But that's that's why they have their problems, and I don't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we could get rid of malaria. Uh, we've, we've gotten rid of smallpox. We've got, you know, inside just this. So the yellow fever, by the way, remains a problem in, I think it was like three or five South American countries. Only some small parts of a couple of those countries, uh, so a couple other countries in South America. And then like just... Africa covered as a total for recommendations on travel, but only parts of Africa. Yellow fever is almost eradicated. Like, which is, that's, that'll be another one next to smallpox that will be eradicated and done with, and that'll be awesome. Yeah, sure enough. Zika is one of the targets for mRNA vaccines coming. So they have a whole bunch of targets for mRNA coming up that are going to be able to take out things on that list of top 10 infectious disease Um that you want to get rid of, like the, the, the big 10 lists, a bunch of them are going to be targeted soon. And, and again, not using mRNA technology, just using 
standard, like probably prophylaxis is the majority of it. And then probably um, mosquito control or, uh, or just uh, enhanced mitigation measures like, you know, netting homes and such. Um, In other words, we don't have to use creepy genetically engineered uh, Gates branded mosquitoes. Sure. Because they're creepy. Less than 10, less than, but uh, using that older technology, less than $10 billion was what Bjorn Lomborg came up with. It was like eight or nine billion dollars. That's on a world scale. That's pennies. Oh yeah, that's a pittance. Well, I mean, how you what, know, what, the, we're looking at? Scale, uh, we talked about trillions. Well, I'm, speaking of trillions, I mean, just looking at the uh, current spending bill, the one that they're putting through together without sure. the without yeah. the reconciliation bullshit, they're putting through like a one point six or one point nine trillion dollar spending bill for our infrastructure, which honestly, yes, is needed. So this is going to be a win oh, yeah. for for shitty people. They're going to be able to well, claim this thing that we've desperately needed for a fucking while. Here's the problem. I don't think that they're going to do it right because... Oh, no, they fuck everything up. So they're going to fuck this up too. So so we need to spend on infrastructure. My problem is going to be they're going to bring in union orgs. They're going to way overspend on shit. It's going to come in all way over budget. And they're going to be asking for another $10 trillion, I bet you. Well, maybe they can dip into that fucking six that they're wanting to use for the... Uh, for the quote unquote human infrastructure which is some of the dumbest bullshit oh I've ever heard oh my fucking god that was yeah that was fucking amazing you know, healthcare infrastructure. is infrastructure no child care is infrastructure suck my dick it is not look hospitals are infrastructure yeah. healthcare oh, yeah. is not okay. infrastructure yeah I can there you go yeah healthcare nah. the hospital just being there yes because you gotta have that emergency room you gotta have those ambulances you don't necessarily like, have to have everybody go. The thing about it is, if you need emergency care anywhere in the United States of America, even without coverage, you can and will receive it. Oh, you will. You'll, you'll be on triage, but everyone goes through triage in the ER. So even people with coverage go through triage. And they don't do triage based on your coverage. They do triage based on severity of injury. Yeah, that, that is literally the the purpose of triage is to make sure that the ones that need the care the most are given the care the most. And so, yeah, at the end of it, you might go home with a shit medical bill, but you're going to get treated wherever you go. And if you're... In a public hospital. And another thing, too, if you're you're one of those bottom-of-the-barrel people, like, honestly, I kind of am, if I have to go in, I know I can go in, and I know that there are programs that I can apply to and get this taken care of because I legitimately don't have the means to take care of it. So if I have to get this yeah. done, I can get it done, and it will be covered. So part of the um, part of the so hospitals, all hospitals that, that treat patients are going to get a certain amount of money per bed in the hospital for treating the patients that go through the bed. So they want high they want high occupancy, generally speaking, and they want high throughput in order to get money to cover what was done in those beds because not all patients are going to cost the same but unfortunately even with the adjustments that the government has put into place for up, uh, up going up and down on severity for uh helping to cover the more severe cases that's still not going to cover everything so you know tax dollars do go to hospitals to cover beds occupied and part of that cost that is covered and this is largely with more of public hospitals Part of that cost that is covered by state and federal taxes 
uh, state and federal um, um, money, rather, is people who can't pay. There is always going to be a fraction of the population that cannot pay in hospitals. And people who can pay and their insurance largely also subsidizes that. So tax dollars and people who's, who have insurance or people who can pay will subsidize ultimately just because that's the way the ballot, the, uh, the uh, budget has to be balanced. Ultimately, we'll subsidize people who can't pay. So if you go in and you get treated for something rather heinous that has a huge expensive treatment for it that resolves and you come out the other end of it and you're you know okay, you're getting back on your feet. And you end up having to like file for bankruptcy to get out of the uh, out of the medical bills. Uh, how you know, however, that ends up, ends up resolving itself, or they say there's a program, what have you. If ultimately the hospital doesn't get paid, if they're gonna get payment from these other revenue streams, so the money has to come US from somewhere. Will get, it, money not just has to come from somewhere; it will come from somewhere, and the hospital will continue to survive as a hospital. The person who had to get treated got treated. At the end of the day, the hospital will continue because people will pay at some level. And if you really do need to get treated, you will get treated if you go to a hospital. So just the way, that, like, if you end up not being able to pay it, you end up not being able to pay it. It sucks. Yeah, that's the way it is. That I probably mean, we impacts, don't have debtor's prison anymore. Probably impacts the credit score. But, yeah, I mean, you're not going to jail. You're just going to have to suck it up for a while. Yeah. So, you know, not everybody's not everybody like saying the progressive stack is uh sorry, progressive uh, arena is going to be uh wholly aware of of that possibility like say uh, the AOCs of the world that 21 odd million Americans weren't insured but still were getting treated if they had kind of some kind of illness. Yeah. They had I mean, to go to the ER. Think about all these homeless people on the street that uh that are legitimately not there of their choice. These people that are damaged and broken and have fallen through the cracks, they still get sick. And when they're capable of controlling themselves to the degree of going to the hospital, they go to the hospital and they get help and they are helped. Yeah. Now, when a person yeah, is beyond help, sometimes them. they're even taken in by the ones who can help them in that community because they can't help themselves and they get that help because it is there and it will be provided. And a lot of these people forget that these things exist and that we do actually try and help people. Sadly. Sadly, we forget this. No, it's it's actually kind of good that yeah. we try and help people, obviously. I would hope that's obvious. Jesus. Speaking well, of... Uh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was going to segue into the other piece, but go ahead. Oh, no, well, we should probably get it done because I'm an hour and 15 minutes past what I wanted to go to bed here. Oh, geez, your feet are probably already half turned into pumpkins by now. All right, so we'll get this last oh. one in here. Uh, and that just ties into the one from before. The uh, NIH director okay. and Fauci, um, we've basically got a link to them with the Chinese military by way of uh, oh, COVID-19. Another one oh, from... Oh, boy. So uh, Francis Collins, Dr. Francis Collins of the uh, NIH, uh, apparently still serves aboard a conference sponsored by um, uh, some Chinese, uh, some CCP-linked uh, genomics firm. And above and beyond the fact that they are linked and ahead of this, uh, are, there's a lot of data 
that uh, has gotten to the Chinese military. A lot of American genetic data. A whole lot. Like maybe terabytes. Oh, yeah. And that's somewhat terrifying, actually. So, so here, just to give people an idea. Um, so you have, what, uh, uh, three and a half, five billion base pairs. Your DNA, like your in-depth full DNA analysis, like all the letters read out, your full DNA sequencing will fit on a 500 gig hard drive. Um, and that is typically what is delivered from these services that have, I think we've gotten roughly, we can say we haven't gotten below uh, a $1,000 sequencing, but we're like at a couple thousand dollars sequencing at this point, which oftentimes with the right, co uh, right coaxing uh, with the doctor is covered by insurance. So again, depending on the condition. So um, that's usually how it's delivered to you and your doctor is on a 500 gig hard drive just or, or thumb drive or what have you. Of these days, no, so yeah. uh, when you say terabytes, the terabytes two people yeah, for full point. sequencing. But if we're talking about just like single nucleotide perturbations (SNPs), well, which a is lot of the data how, we don't know exactly what all data they have. Well, just is the thing. point being, like, this is what like twenty three and Me kind of uh, services run on is is uh, chips that look for SNPs. Sure, that's twenty five thousand base pairs that you're looking at, not three and a half billion. Okay, so that's going so, to be significantly smaller. So a terabyte is significantly many more people at that point, yes. Hmm. So I guess it depends on the data sets. And, I, and so also... My presumption here is that they're, they've probably got things like SNP data that was collected or um, like th there's probably just... Probably a little bit of everything in all honesty. There's there's plenty of, of that kind of stuff that... like. If they if they are they're advising Chinese military proxies or proxy linked group, fine. All right, so so this is working alongside COVID nineteen gene storage firm, blah blah blah. Okay, BGI Genomics, Chinese National Gene Bank. Yeah. So by the way, China um, does uh, full like at this point, I think they do full sequencing on on their whole population uh, at birth. So that's fucked up. Like, well, um, on, on the one hand, it's fantastic if you need like a, a, a liver uh, transplant. Well, uh, another and, thing I mentioned this for, I don't you know. know. Well, <laughs> this kind of ties in. I'll just drop the link to the one out of Reuters. But. Uh, okay. Basically. That's weird. It, it didn't make the link. Yeah, that's odd. Well, anyway, it. it oh. Copy. Let me just... Pasta. There, fixed. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Weird. Okay, well, anyway, I'll have a link to this, but it's it also kind of ties in. Oh, uh, yeah, this this is the one. I've seen this one before. Yeah, so I, I, I failed to kind of yeah. tie that together. So, yeah, I'll have a link to this as well out of Reuters. That's why but... it's BGI. That was LinkedIn. Got it, yeah. So, in addition to all this, like, these are... This is actually kind of two separate data sets that are actually facing theft. Yeah, if it I'm is, being it honest. So there's another whole thing on top of this where China's been just sucking up data from mothers that have been sending in their uh, genetics for testing. And so EGI does this thing. Um, so that looks for trisomy uh, in in fetuses. Um, and so 
EGI has a non-invasive test. They've, it's branded as nifty, so non-invasive fetal trisomy uh, with, with the Y capitalized. Um, so this involves looking at the genes of the infant, or well, of the uh, not infant, the fetus. Um, and to do that, I, it, so you don't have to sequence the genome to do that. You're, you're getting, but it is considered genetic information if you have trisomy or not. Uh, but you can carry a type, um, you can carry a type of fetus from that kind of information. So that's like, for, so um, the the sexual characteristic on a human karyotyping in that regard would be XX or XY or any of a variety of disorders. Uh, so like, like Kleinfelter is being XXY or XYY. Uh, sure. So those, those are much more rare, but like typically you're going to see XX or XY. Um, and so that's that kind of information is still considered genetic information. That's not even like your 25,000 SNP sites that are like, sorry, common SNP sites or your or your full sequencing, let alone the uh, um, the exosome um, for the genome exogenomics. Uh, so that includes like the proteome for your proteins um, or your protein expressions, et cetera. So there's a wide variety of stuff beyond the uh, just the base sequence to tell you stuff about the genes, like how they're being expressed to be, whether or not they're methylated, or settle, um, yeah, settled or uh, or left open, uh, or the arrangement within. But yeah, they they get all this information. Basically, what China's been doing with the data, at least what they've publicly been specifying, is that they've been able to look at humans in a more big data sense, which, you know, from a population standpoint is interesting because, you know, we do this with, with all kinds of farm animals. Um, that's how you got the super cows, uh, you know, the, the, uh, extra muscly cows or the cows that produce extra milk. Sure. All that is these days done at the gene level. Same thing with chickens, uh, depending on the kind of, uh, farm you're running. A lot of farms will do uh, full sequencing, or they'll be doing recombination to uh, to get the kinds of chicken lineages that they want. I mean, we, this kind of thing. So, so China is looking at humans this way, not necessarily acting on it in public. Well, actually, if we look at their stated super soldier programs, we can probably draw a very clear line. I well, mean, so if if is, even if that line isn't. Well, we know they're working on super soldier programs. They have stated as much, yeah. and with the, leaks as the, well. The thing is, is that is that from, is that from a, a purely, is it purely based on a lineage, uh, eugenics approach, or is it based on designer baby approach? And one could argue that with enough data, and enough information about the long term health of populations from that data, and remember, if you have enough people that you have data on. You don't need data from every day of their life to get a picture of what every day of the life of a person of a typical type of person would be like in terms of the, the overall health and uh, um, capabilities of that kind of person. You'd need a lot of people to do that. And if you have a test like this, which does, say, the trisomy thing, that means you already get the data on the person before they're born. Um, some ideas of what they're going to be like, and then 
as they grow, if you get any more data on them, that just ties in for predictive purposes on your model. So it's entirely plausible that they have the capacity at this point to predict somewhat reasonably. You know, if you only, if if the person shows up at age 18 for the military, that's only 18 years that they have to develop, and that's probably not wholly unreasonable to to predict what they would be like having come from a certain set of two parents. You know, what what is uh what kind of muscle mass they might be able to acquire. Uh, what kind, you know, their their uh, risk factors for certain types of diseases and and when those diseases might happen. Mental you know, health and be, uh, yeah, and beyond that, per, how they might even fall into the uh, well, forget standardized categorization, too, so. uh, standardized uh, personality categorizations. I mean, like uh, agreeability and that sort of thing that they really want to test for for uh, somebody in their military. Yeah. So humans are animals too. We're not we're not separate from other animals in that in this context, you know, and we're perfectly capable of being studied in the same way. It's just that oftentimes we consider the study of animals to be inhumane for humans, uh, the way that we go about looking at them. And they're not our species, and that's basically why. And uh, if that upsets someone, unfortunately, that's kind of tough shit for you. Uh, it's how our species survives. Um, but yeah, I, I would not put it past China to be looking at humans in the same way in terms of the big data involved. Uh, I know that certain um, certain people uh, are, have been looking into medical information in big data ways as well, uh, in a, a somewhat similar fashion, but not necessarily at the gene level. Um and that's it. You get some interesting results in, out of this kind of uh, aggregate data. Not yeah, sure. I, I would, there's there's very clearly um, state level uh, interests that I think actually have a pretty significant impact on U.S. national security. Yeah, going I, forward, I, I kind of don't like this. I I really kind of don't. That's a lot of data they've got on a lot of Americans. And a lot of Americans. Well, they, they uh, get genetics. they scour they scour all of like you think the NSA is harvesting the internet. Um, anything that China sees on the oh, internet, I have no doubt that if it hits a single Chinese IP, it is entirely sniffed. Well, that's not just that they actively will ping out. So, like for instance, Twitter, they have a lot of bot accounts on Twitter. It's not just to promote propaganda or whatever it's also be able to scrape data off of twitter you know the twitter fire hose is not pointed at china they don't like i think they might have a company that has access but they're not able to get the full log they have to use bots to scrape so there's a lot of accounts there's a lot of accounts that just uh that is there to be able to get the bandwidth they need Mm. Uh, without triggering Twitter's automated uh, shutdown of their ability to access their API or, you know, basically use the website. So, yeah, um, the thing that worries me more about this, the thing that worries me more about this than just BGI, which is a global company, you know, to be sure. fair here, they, they have their test is used freaking everywhere. The fact is, 
Francis Collins. Okay, he's uh serves as an on the advisory. Okay, so he's he's on the advisory board of a conference sponsored by a genomics firm linked to the Chinese military. And okay, that's Anthony Fauci's boss, I guess. Right. Referred to the controversial company's founder as a friend. So it is BGI Genomics that they are tied to. So Fauci is Fauci's boss is so, uh, tied to BGI Genomics and the founder of BGI Genomics, who he calls a friend. Okay. Yeah, BGI also manages the conference with other sponsor. And BGI can be Gene, tied over to this. International Gene Bank. Mm -hmm. CNGB. All right. It's a gene storage project approved and funded by the Chinese government, which guarantees that their CCP covered oh, at this point. Invariably. Um, and I, my guess is that they've got more than 50 employees. Yeah. <clears throat> well, my guess is even if they don't have more than 50 employees, somebody it's, at it's the party would insist. Yeah. <laughs> or that... they'd just be employed there. Yeah. Uh, because remember, you don't have to be a card-carrying member to be a member of the party. Because if you're if you're a citizen, you are a member. Oh, of course. Everybody's a member yeah. of the party. It's just if you're a card-carrying member, you get benefits. You know, like a, a free stake on your tenth vote that doesn't matter. <laughs> Something like that. Let's see. Blah blah. Oh, it's fucking pop-up ads. Seriously. This is why Adblocker is great. Yeah, and then it's in Shenzhen, which is China. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, Dr. Collins is... But a lot of this... He's, not as, of... But... he's not as overtly political as Fauci is, and I think it, part of it's because he has connections like this. Yeah, when you're, well, when you're dirty, you don't want people to see. And hey, I don't he, know he if is... you could say he's specifically dirty, well, but you could really so make some very convincing arguments. Here's this. He does show up, he's, he apparently shows up often on Cavuto's uh, show, uh, which, you know, is couched as anti-Trump. And this is this is poisoning the well. Uh, that Francis Collins, Dr. Collins, is is uh, invited to Cavuto's show as often as he is. Cavuto's politics do not necessarily reflect on Dr. Collins. That's that again is I think that's just poisoning a well. Yeah, well, you know they're gonna frame this is a natural pulse. Fair enough. I mean, hardly anybody else is even reporting on it, so you know it is what it is. You take what you can get. I mean, I would I would have the same skepticism for that kind of descriptions with CNN because they do the same shit, all, you know, twenty four seven. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, but the data at least is there, and it 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 really does back up yeah. what we're talking about. I mean, to to put it in simple terms, it uh, what we're saying here it really is backed up, even if it is framed in a bit of a uh, in a bit of a similar fashion to how it would be framed if the other side were reporting on it. Yeah, this. You know, this this is clearly a, a biased uh, source. But again, they're all biased in some ways, and it's how they 
how they go about mitigating their bias and admitting the bias that is overt, that is important here. And at the end of the day, we are presenting this data and we're trying to present it in a fairly down the line fashion so that you can actually make sense of it. That's, I mean, that's kind of why we're here. here. You know, we, I don't think we've ever made the, the claim that we're trying to be objective necessarily, but certainly more balanced views on things. Of, is oh, yeah. I mean, we're obviously not completely objective anyway. because if we tried to be objective, I'd be uh, probably talking about some dumb bull, some dumb Bill Nye bullshit well, about, uh, you know. Well, there's also the idea that we're trying to apply some semblance of logic to things. So that kind of precludes progressive opinions. Yeah, largely. You know, so I'm not going <laughs> to, there's no balancing on that. Yeah. You know, the same way, or I would be happy to talk to somebody who believes in a flat earth, but I would be mocking them the entire time. I will say from experience that it is difficult not to. It really, I don't, really is. I wouldn't necessarily be like overtly mocking them necessarily or being, you know, a, a pissant about it. But at the same time, it's really hard to take someone credulously with that perspective uh you know that's on purpose but it's it's well it's important to it's important to treat someone like that as being credulous to be able to engage the arguments properly the same way that you would say it's it's important to do that with neo-nazis on twitter or white nationalists on twitter or say anti-vaxxers on twitter or religious fundamentalists like ken ham which bill nye walked circles around that's Before that is one of the, the saddest fucking... things that has ever happened. Bill Nye. Wait, Once upon a time, I you hate... believed in two genders, Bill. What happened? Where did all, yeah. where did it all go wrong, Bill? Well, importantly, importantly, he believed in two sexes. Oh, excuse me. Yes. See, early on, gender and sex were pretty much synonymous because sex was the word everybody had always used, and then gender was brought in by a person who doesn't want to be talked about. Uh, by anybody in the transgender community, anyway. Uh, and it, but the theory, just because it's now becoming more prominent these days that there is the distinction between them, sex is the physical basis, and gender is the mental basis. And on that, fine, we can agree on those definitions, but if we're going to go down that line of definitions, then they have to be actually applied as definitions. And unfortunately... Yeah, it falls apart there because the louder it's kind the louder of people, the louder people tend to not follow that line of def- those definitions uh, when they talk, and well, then because they, they become quite you inconvenient. Because and then they expect you the to absolutely do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unfortunately, when you start following those by uh, strictly, even if you give someone like that the opportunity to reframe their reframe and restate so that they do not make such mistakes, because we all make mistakes they still back into a corner and there's logical inconsistencies that need to be addressed before they can be taken seriously uh, after they've been taken seriously and shown to have problems. So basically it's a, uh, it's a circle. Yeah. It's important to take people credulously when they, when they decide to start going on about something seriously. And it, and so now like with this, this kind of stuff with national pulse and clearly they've got their bias. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny because it's, it's, it's kind of like Fox News bias, but it lacks a lot of the same corporate messaging, but it's definitely there still. Um, 
It's not. It's it's also it's, it's not like that uh, that that was the outnumbered show that's on uh, was it O A uh, O A N N or is it uh, Newsmax? Mm. I don't remember which one it is. I think I think it's O A N N. Um, it's got that somewhat disagreeable uh, blonde woman hosting it. Uh, um, um, yeah, funny enough, I don't Tommy, actually take any side media either, so I, I legitimately don't know. I am familiar well, I with take, those I, brands. I, I see a Kate. I've seen like a couple of episodes of it on YouTube, like a few years ago. Now that said, I do support uh, RSBN and OANN. I'm glad they exist. I don't know. Uh, I have a feeling that Newsmax is just kind of. Uh, oh, I I lump them all the in Fox. with MSM right now. They're all they're all MSM. Um, you know, it's funny because Fox tries to to other the MSM. They're definitely part of it, and oh, I get yeah. the, the funny the funnier thing is they're successful, uh, more so with people on the left or on the liberal side of politics. They're they're far more successful with liberal left and othering themselves from the quote MSM than they are with people I find on the right. Who are willing to use to to say absolutely Fox is mainstream or absolutely OANN is mainstream these days, Newsmax is mainstream. You don't have to be you don't have to cover seventy five percent of your demographic of the uh, the country to to, uh, to be mainstream. That's you just fair. need to have. I would say that they are mainstream. Have a large demographic. I wouldn't say they're part of the. Um, I wouldn't say that a number of those are actually a member of the greater media complex if you know what i mean by that well i mean fox is absolutely oann is making inroads and newsmax if it survives will probably do the same thing well uh, that's... rsbn will be will be interesting to see what happens well that's actually where i draw the line on the oann and the rsbn i actually agree yeah. with you entirely on fox and newsmax that i yeah. have zero uh fox was there. created to be a fox was created to be a foil to cnn and it absolutely succeeded in that regard. And, uh, and, and I think MSM that now that the they're kind of now that they're kind of taking the place of CNN, we've got uh, the upstart here, in my opinion at least, of uh, Newsmax sure. set up to be that plucky young uh, thing that'll say yeah. the right words for however long they need to say them until they're positioned in such a place that they can become the next thing. And this oh, I, cycle, and here's the uh, thing: is can don't let the face. Don't let the face fool you on OANN. I guarantee you it's going along the same road as Fox. So Fox was not a whole lot different from OANN. You know, maybe some of the language is a little bit adjusted for being more palatable on the FCC guidelines at the time. But certainly with the you know expanded broadcast mediums, OANN simply has a larger and I would say more technologically diverse audience than Fox News had at that size. That's, that's fair. The major that's difference fair. between them. It's, well, I, I bet you it's going to go the same road. It's, it's I would possible. absolutely classify them at this point as MSM. They have a they Maybe. have a dedicated large audience that's mainstream. That's possible. That's possible. But I, I guess I should be more specific in this, in that I but think I know, that Newsmax and Fox are actually organizations that have yeah. a bit of a glow to them. If you understand, right. I, I'm not. I'm keep in mind. I'm not the arbiter of what the definition of mainstream is here. Oh, sure, so, sure, sure, sure. People who take umbrage yeah, no, of my definition, I don't necessarily disagree with to you. Your opinions. I uh, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say they're outside of the mainstream. I would just say that they don't have an unearthly glow, the kind of which. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, you and, know, 
And and Fox I definitely glows. And I would say that Newsmax glows a little bit. Now, OANN, maybe, RSBN, I don't think so. But again, think, we'll see. I will it's, say it's that I am quite certain that, that happens. I would, I, I'm going to say, though, I'm really sure that Newsmax glows. I'm really sure of it. Especially after well, uh, after the little mask yeah. drop incident, you know, mm-hmm. uh, around the end of the year and the start of this one. You know, when it, we well, we saw a lot of masks drop. We really did. As some people bothered to pick them back up, and God, uh, Godspeed to you. You know, bless your hearts. You you went ahead and put on the mask and got back to the ruse. But we saw the mask drop. So sorry, the the jig's a little bit up. And yeah. I have kept you like crazy late, so I should probably let you go <laughs> and get to bed. And that's actually not a bad place to end. So uh, okay, yeah. With that, uh, look us up again. We can get you invites to the Discord. We're always happy to take any questions, any ideas for shows or whatever. You can find Craig at CraigBob99 most places. You can find me at that fake guy Dan also most places. You can find Steve at Ratman720, but <laughs> just get the question to so us. He doesn't care most about of the day, anymore. Most of the day, also keep in mind, he is, uh, he is locked away in his little lead bunker. Um, being the the little bitch nuclear engineer, he is. Yeah, he is doing nuclear uh, stuff. So. so he he is he is uh, he is as in the in the uh, sensitive security environment that he has to operate in. Most days, he will not have his cell phone with him to be able to use uh, Twitter on, and he has to wait till he gets home at night. Uh, which means he has to wait till after he's done uh, spending time with his wife. Which means he's not going to be spending a whole lot of time on there. He can usually tell when he gets off of work, because uh, if I'm tweeting at the same time, he'll be bitching at me. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty pretty fair. He comes yeah. on and sees me, he's posts some heinous shit, and he goes, oh, come on, I was having a great day. He's like, all right. Yeah, Sorry, like masks. I ruined it for you. Right? <laughs> no, that, that is a common topic that comes up, yes. Uh, and with that, remember, ASTM, level 2 or above, N99 or above, or you're wasting your fucking time, and then it really needs a tight seal, or it's just blowing around your face. Yeah. And that's something that I think he would actually agree with us on. And then probably he would have so many other, things to say. Some though. other caveat on top of that, <laughs> mind you. He would have. He 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 is he is a persnickety person on that, and it, it's fine. He, that is absolutely necessary to have. Well, bless his heart, he's a nuclear engineer, and that's where we need somebody like that. Yes. And with that, uh, good people, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you again really soon.